I'm feeling <laughs> A-okay. Today. Today is the day that it's A-okay. And it's you gotta, been a while. You gotta sing it. Or is, are you, is that, it's are been you, a while you, since we have recorded a podcast. You didn't you didn't you didn't listen to some like nineties <laughs> rock, did you? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> you got that every that, time I hear it's been a while though, that that's exactly the song that comes in, in my mind. Yeah. It's, you got that voice. You, like you know who it is. I do know who it is. Yeah. Kudos to you. Well I'm, I'm like I'm, my voice is like when I think of singing it doesn't go to that. It's like a different genre. See, when I sing someone's song, like, I cannot sing originally. I have to try and, like, sound like them. Oh, yeah, I feel that. I feel, well, so I think if you try to sing originally, then you're admitting that maybe you think you sound good enough <laughs> to sing an original. Like, no, I'm just like mocking you're, you. You're confident enough or something that uh, that maybe you can sing it originally. Maybe that's why, you know, like, but I tell you, like whenever I've watched like American Idol and shit like that, and they'll like someone will take someone else's song and make it their own. Yeah. Like so many times, it's it's rough. Yeah. You know, it's like man, you got to take something that's so fucking good. You got to have some balls to be taking it and trying to improve on something that was already amazing. True. You know, so if you sing it the way it was originally meant to be sung, well, then you're doing it a service, and if it's with the radio, then you really can't hear your own voice very well either. So that that's helpful. Yeah, there's two kind of like covers, right? There's the cover that it's just the person singing it in their own voice, but the same like uh, melody and pitch changes and mm-hmm. whatever. And then there's like the, we're just going to fuck it up a little bit to make it different. Yeah, so, um, you know, Chris Daughtry? Yep. He did Lady Gaga's Poker Face one time okay. on a radio station. And it's fucking awesome. And I never liked the song Poker Face until I heard him sing it. Mm. And it was like, okay, there's a good reason to fuck up a song. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, and and mainly because I was really into that sound at the time. Oh, sure. You know, so I had a high appreciation. I like I liked him. I liked his sound. Liked that raspy, gravelly kind of rocker voice. Yep. And yep. he took a... Um, he took, yeah, this Lady Gaga song. I didn't like her at the time either. I was not a fan of her back in the day. That She was in some show, and she walked out in a suit full of fucking cigarettes. It was all it was like a million lit cigarettes, maybe not a million, but she's walking around, and she had them all in her hair and all over her body, and she was like smoking. Huh. It was, it was just like, the fuck? Like, what kind of fucking weird shit is this? Like... I don't understand this. Like, that's not art. Yeah, but she was when she first came out. Wasn't she like on the fringe of that weirdness? Like, fuck yeah, that's her thing. Yeah, she wore like a meat suit one time or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was like, she was doing that shock thing. Yeah, kind of like Lil Nas X does. You know, like to get all the attention. Yeah. Then she got the attention, but then one of what actually what changed my my thoughts on her was when she did that movie with bradley cooper i think that changed a lot of people's thoughts on her because i was like well before that she did a tour with um it wasn't frank sinatra it was um one of those old crooners um oh shit i can't think of his name right now Anyway, she did this world tour with him, 
and it was fucking awesome. Okay. Like, she just totally gave up all that crazy-ass shit that she did before. And just sang. And she just sang. And she's really fucking good. Yeah. Obviously, she's an incredible singer, but it was like, it was like she was no longer a distraction. You could focus on her good mm. voice. You know, maybe she did all that shit because she wasn't very confident in her voice. So then she had to do all this other shit to seem like maybe she was putting on a show for people. But, very possible. Yeah, but she did this big tour with this guy. Um, I can see his face too. It's so frustrating when that happens. I can't think of somebody's name, but. Anyway, yeah, when she did the movie with Bradley Cooper, it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of like her now. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is that uh, uh, that song. The shallow song. The shallow song in the, in, the, in the movie. It's like, I like the song. Stephanie fucking hates it. Mm. <laughs> Every time the song comes on the radio, she's like, like that. And so then, like, my daughter would be singing it. We'd come on the radio, and I'd sing it. And she's just like, God. So tired of this stupid song. Song sucks. <laughs> it was like, it's like, no, it's, it's a beautiful song. It's like, you know, but it was like, I think. There's only one song that I have that reaction to. What's that? It's, uh, I don't even know the title of the song technically, but it's the last Christmas I gave you my heart song. Oh, is that that fucking Mariah Carey one? No, it's like, I think it's the Taylor Swift one now. Mm. It's so the last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day you threw it away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This t- year I'll give it to someone special. I well, mean, didn't you fucking give it to someone special the first time? <laughs> yeah, just making bad choices so, or what? Somebody broke Kyle's heart over Christmas one year. No, I think it's just a horrible song around Christmas time. Yeah. No, I, I don't like Christmas music no? in general. Not really, no. Like... And I think the fucking grocery stores ruined it for me. And the mm. radio stations, like, don't play Christmas music right after Halloween. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. It's like, you know, November 1st, Christmas music? Come yeah, on. that's true. It's like... <sighs> right after Thanksgiving's good. You get a good three and a half weeks, four weeks out of it. Yeah, if you wait till December 1 or right around yeah. that time, I can handle it. But, like, October 1st was... uh. You know, that's too not, early. Oh, not October first, November. November first. It's just like it's too early. Yeah. And the radio stations get in on it, and then. Well, I think they they cut back now. Really? The one that used to do it was the oldie station, right? The oldie station. It was like ninety four nine. Oh, that, that's yeah. It's like a classic. Or is no, that's it oldies? oldies. That's oldies. oldies. But they well, used to do it so early, and then now they don't play Christmas music until Christmas Day. Mm. So you have to search out. I don't even remember the station now that plays Christmas music. Yeah, I'd much rather like, I'd much rather just pull up Spotify. Well, I think that's what people do. Yeah, I wonder if that's why the ch- the change happened is because it's just so accessible to everyone else mm-hmm. that's non radio that they're like, yeah, we pissed off enough customer base. So you think they'll do that in stores too? No, it'd be fucking cool. Be like, Menards just sells their normal shit. And if you want something like Christmassy, either you wait until fucking Christmas time or you order it online. That's true. If you could, I, I don't think they will, but it, but because it's like I think they have so much point of sale shit. That's yeah, and you walk in the door, and it's yeah. all there. I mean, the, like the Halloween stuff came out when shit like three weeks ago. Yeah, it's like all right, yeah, come on, people, this is not, this isn't. I didn't come here for Halloween shit. It's still summertime. What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. You just, yeah. Memories of Halloween make me think of like 
like winter almost. I mean, really close. Yeah, it's like how many the last few Halloweens it's been snowy. So I'm saying, how many times on Halloweens it snowed? I remembered like in Halloween in Wisconsin, you got to have a, a fucking costume that you can show it off outside your winter coat. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, or you got to at least. I think when I was growing up, it always used to be like something you can have a hoodie on underneath. Yeah, yeah, something to keep you warm. You had to have a base layer. Yeah, yeah so it was like you a always puffy. had to wear those cheap <clears throat> gloves. Oh, with the costume, like a ninja cl- costume with cheap gloves. No, like I used to always have to wear, um, like those super cheap. You could almost see through them when, by the time you stretch them over your thumb. What are you talking about? Just a cheap winter glove. Huh. Just this little stretchy little cheap yeah. glove. Yeah. Huh. First, I was thinking about like you're talking about those ones that like those big yellow ones. No, the cheap <laughs> ones you wear on the farm or whatever. I was a kid, man. Halloween. I know. I'm just saying. Glove. I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where your Halloween was. Hmm. Maybe you had a very rural Halloween, <laughs> going farmhouse to farmhouse. No, nope. what's it like for farm kids on Halloween? Does it suck? <clears throat> I would. Nah, I bet they parents drive them in, drive yeah. them into town, drive them into town. Yeah. But like, but about back in the day, you think like maybe twenty years ago, they still drove them into town. I don't know, like. I bet, like, there's, like, farmer neighbors. Well, yeah. And you'd, like, instead of just, like, hitting somebody's door and going to the next, you'd go and you'd actually go inside. Yeah. And probably, like, they'd have, like, a whole bag of candy just to give the kids because yep. it's, like, they don't see a bunch of kids anyway. So it's, like, you're you're really hitting the mother load each house you go to, but you hit five houses and you're solid. Yeah, so that's what we did last year. To be clear, my parents aren't farmers, but they live kind of off the beaten path and... um all it is is like four, <clears throat> five actually houses, and then there's nothing. So basically, this guy bought all this land and he parceled off like five portions. They all have a shared driveway, and then there's nothing else. Around. Okay, like is it woods a, like cul-de-sac kind of thing? Basically, okay. But instead of having a bunch of houses around you, there's woods on one side and a marsh on the other side, and then a farm if you go down the road. Okay. So, but last year what they did is basically all the their grandkids so all the kids came over and they just did like a scavenger hunt and basically yeah, trick-or-treated the five houses okay that's all it is yeah so i would imagine they do something yeah right dude a scavenger <clears throat> hunt sounds badass for something like that yeah i think scavenger hunts like for kids i mean trick or, i mean halloween's kind of like scavenger hunt kind of you know yeah. you're you're like you're going house to house you don't know what you're gonna get you got to find the house it gives a good shit tell all your friends um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I wonder if kids do that now with like cell phones and shit. Like if they're, if they're like, yeah. I'm like, yo, that big house is giving out full can- size candy bars, yeah, bro. Go to Oak street, yeah. whatever that is, you know, that's, you know, like this, I bet you they got like some kind of interactive map. They just pull up the map and then they can put it, they can put a little icon, <clears throat> icon bubble on each of the houses. And, like one house, they could put like a shit emoji cause they're giving out pet <laughs> pencils or something. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, these kids are smart. Like, there's not one. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should come up so with an ha- interactive they, Halloween map. Yeah, because they have an app where you can mark when there's like a speed trap and stuff like that, and so other users who are in the app will be like, "Oh yeah, there's a cop sitting here." Yeah, Waze does yeah. that. Yeah. So there's no, there has to be an app where it's like, yeah, local neighborhoods are like smiley face, frowny face, yeah, not even home. Oh yeah, what yeah, what would be don't like. Don't waste your time on this house, yeah. you know. I, there's and there could be code words 
a house that has the, that has the light on, but nobody's home because some asshole forgot that they left their porch light on on fucking Halloween. <laughs> Those are like the most disappointing houses because you you walk up the stairs and the knock on the door and you're waiting, right? You're all fucking excited and you're ready to scream trick or treat and you wait and you wait and you wait and you're like, what the fuck? You knock again, nothing. All the while, all these other kids are like shooting past you. Yeah, they're going to the other houses. They're getting all the other houses before you. Like you lost at least three houses worth of candy at this one house waiting for someone to answer the door. So people, this Halloween, do not leave the house <laughs> with the fucking porch light on unless you intend to have somebody there giving out candy. Put a bowl of candy <laughs> on the porch. I don't care. Just saying. It's rude. Just don't be rude. Be intentional. Mm. Getting deep. Be intentional. <laughs> be intentional with your porch light. <laughs> what it is, every time I come on here, I want to cuss more. You are a little swear box on here. I am. That's terrible. I don't know why. It's just so much fun, I think. Because I bring out the best in people. You do. <laughs> I was going to say, be intentional, bitches. <laughs> it's like, why do I got to say that? Because we're pretty casual. It's a casual Dude, podcast. Yeah, I know. It's a potty mouth for my podcast. I mean, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. I'm just wondering what it is about it that makes me want to do it. I had a great conversation last night with my friend Bill, and I didn't hardly cuss at all. I don't think anyway. Maybe I was so passionate I cussed up a storm and didn't know. Yeah, but maybe you're just more aware. Because I can hear my own voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been, <laughs> man. So how's it been? It's been what? I haven't seen you. Well, I mean, I saw you on the road. Yeah. We see each other from time to time. We haven't recorded in like three weeks. Mm-mm. Dude's been so much shit. I know. It's a busy freaking time. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting some heat that we haven't put out a podcast that, so I was try. I didn't know how this weekend was going to go. So I was trying to prep them, being like, "Bro, we might not have another episode until uh, fucking October." October. Yeah, because so next chill. weekend's super fucking busy, and then the following weekend is super fucking busy. Yeah. So when you told me, you're like, "All right, man, we got this weekend, and Saturday's not going to work. Next weekend is this dinner thing, and it's not going to work. And then the next weekend, it's like, fuck." I'm like. Are we just not going to record in September? Yeah. Is that what's going to be like all of September? And I was prepping myself like, oh, maybe that's the way it's going to be. Like maybe September's a non, no record September. But uh, um, but then when you texted me last night, because I was like, honestly, today and yesterday were like some shit going on. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to text Kyle. I got to text Kyle. And then you text me and I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like even even like. I mean, obviously, like you just said, the people want to hear. The people. people. Who's giving you shit? Well, my brother-in-law, oh, Dylan. Okay. Yeah. He's giving shit some motherfuckers. So my, I went and had lunch with my friend Michael yesterday. And he's, so, been, uh, he's been crack-a-lacking my back. Has he? Yeah, I've been going Good. since he came on the podcast. Good. How's it feel? Kind of hurts at first. And he can tell I have allergies because like, my whole one side of my body is just... Stiff. Uh huh. <laughs> so, like, is it from sneezing and coughing and yeah, shit? Yeah. Okay. Kind of hurts at first. Kind of hurts at first, but that feels good. Okay. So, when he cracks it, it hurts. So like, the first couple of times you. Yeah. Went. Like, I don't know. Something's fucked up with my back or something because he doesn't, like, when I see him adjust Sam, he, like, pushes down. But for me, like, there's two points on my middle back where he, like, pushes left. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, like, what's up with you, man? You're like, you're out of alignment. 
Kyle, you need to be aligned. That's what's but it's up. good. So hey, Hell Source team. Hell, there's Health some good team. people there. We've talked about this. There yeah. is. I had lunch with him yesterday, and he's. We were talking about. Uh, um, we we're talking about the fuck something about the podcast, and uh, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I heard you guys talking about that on a podcast because it was and it was the very last one we did. Mm. Oh, it was the gym. Us going oh, to the gym. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm pretty pumped. Like we're gonna be getting getting at it. And I said, I got this tattoo coming up. He's like, Yeah, I know. I listen to it on a podcast. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. People still listen to the podcast. We're doing something right, a little bit anyway, because I think some people enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, last, so our last, here's some insider knowledge. The last one we recorded got more listens combined than the last two. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I don't know if it's because people just kept clicking it, thinking it was a new one. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, I thought you said we figured that out. That doesn't happen that yeah, way. Yeah, it, it doesn't do it that way, unless you're on a different device. I wonder if, like, so my kid, um, he went back to college oh, around yeah. that same time. And he said he was going to start catching up on listens. Yeah, man, I think summer's just a busy time for people. It is. I think it is. And, and like, not many people have three fucking hours to, to listen like, to our jazz. listen to our Listen, listen to these two cool cats. <laughs> Cut it up, um, but yeah, he said he was he was gonna he was getting back to college, and so he said he was gonna start listening again. And his buddies were saying the same thing. So, um, you know, having fucking kids is awesome. It is, man. It's so awesome. Like this. Uh, uh, after my trip to Seattle, and and just like coming home and. Uh, you know, when I left, it was in the house. It was Stephanie and I and Gavin and Dylan and my son, Connor. Okay. And then. So Dylan was around though. Yep. Um, he was around all summer. Yep. When we came back, it's just Stephanie and I and Gavin. Mm. So the whole vibe in the house changed, you know, sure. like, uh, uh, like a dinner time. Super fucking quiet mm. in the morning, like before work. Super fucking quiet. It's weird. Like it would always be me and Connor busting around the kitchen, getting shit done for breakfast and for our lunches, and then Stephanie come and get her coffee. Um, Gavin was always asleep at that time, so it was Dylan. But it was always like a little hustle and bustle, you know. And, and it's like the hustle and bustle is kind of it's not as much hustle and bustle anymore. It's like, sure. what, what are we having for dinner tonight? I don't know. Do you want to have dinner? <laughs> Dude, bowl of cereal. Right. It's like, it's like, uh, just changes, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, and it's like with Dylan and Gavin, they're like in their rooms a lot. They're those moody teenagers and shit. So they're not around as much. And so it's just like, um, yeah, it's just a different dynamic. So it's like a high appreciation for, uh, I have a high appreciation for my kids and, and just like the energy they bring on a consistent basis when they're around, it's like uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, but I also notice that now, as it's quieter, like I find myself taking a little more time for like just like a little peacefulness. Oh, sure, you know, and it's not bad. I don't, I don't mind it so much. Like those little moments, I can just be like, hmm, I kind of like the quiet for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You ever, do you get like peaceful moments, Kyle? Not recently. None. My my three year old Link, he is if I am there, I have to be by him. 
Okay. Unless you very much walk him through something like, I'm going to go do this. You are going to do this. If, it, if it's not that cut and dry clear, it's like, dad, come play, come play. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because fucking dads are cool. They play. Yeah. And you can't, but then you can't leave. And everywhere you go, he follows. And mm-hmm. there is, so there isn't like that peacefulness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Got yourself a little shadow. Yeah. Like if I want to get something done, I have to like take time off of work when he's not home. Mm-hmm. Kind of get done. Like I can barely mow the lawn. Can you just throw them on your lap? I do. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. But our yard is, um, well, I mean, with any yard, we're on a rider. And uh, I got to go around some trees and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's really hard with him because he wants to steer. I'm like, no, I have to do this semi-diligently. <laughs> I know that feeling, man. I know it. So it's a little bit of a battle. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze. Hang on a second. <laughs> Nobody heard that. It's okay. <laughs> the allergy thing hasn't changed in a few weeks. So. Oh, well, I see that. I see that. Is it? Is it like... Worse? Better? No, it's getting a little better. It is. Okay. Did you get the, the, the D over the counter? I didn't, but I've been taking the uh, the doctor advice from the chiropractor, and I've been doing a neti pot. Oh, those fucking nose things? Yeah. Is it awesome? It's different. I've never done one. I've seen people do it, and it's like, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, I was really uh, hesitant at first. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be, or as weird. Um just steams up your nose right it's like isn't it like isn't that what it does let me just sniffle here no you like you dump water through your nostril and then it comes out the other one. Oh, so you do it sideways yeah is it like fucking hot water isn't it no hot it's supposed water? it's supposed to be lukewarm like body warm temperature so what's in the what's in it then you so you put- have to get distilled water and then they make like or like a saline solution okay so they make little packets essentially with salt in it so it doesn't dry your nose out mm-hmm. so you do distilled water in like one little packet okay and you tip your head sideways and you put your head sideways and you got to put it forward otherwise it goes down your throat oh yum and then, but yeah, it just like just cleans it all out huh yeah it's supposed to clean out your sinuses is it well supposed to does it work i think so like does it does it last or is it just something that it does it for it works for a little bit i i think it just works for a little bit so i've been doing it twice a day and like after I do it, I feel really good for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Okay. But so we went to my wife's brother's. He had like a party at um, in this farm shed because he works and lives on a farm. And uh, like I was, we did it. I did it before we went and expecting that I was going to get there and be like dying. Because it's at a farm. It's at a farm. It's outdoors. And uh, no, nah, it was pretty good. But when nice. we got, but once we got home, then I was like, oh. I need to take a Benadryl or something. It's back on. Yeah. Okay. And I was running late, so I didn't do it this morning. It's all right. It's all right. But it's it's not, yeah, it's not bad. I like it, actually. Yeah. Okay. So. It, you know, our, do you ever do that thing when you're a kid where you suck up the spaghetti and you blow it out your nose? And you nope, do the I've never done string that. String thing. There's this kid in my lunchroom that used to do it every time we had spaghetti for lunch. And it's like... It, like well, the first time he did, it, I was like, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah. Like, how does that even work? Because I didn't realize it's all connected. Yeah. You know. And then like, and it's like I tried it. It hurt so bad. 
Really? Yeah, it was like my it was all so sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. I don't, who wants to do that? Yeah, you know. But it was uh, uh it's like that's how like when you eat and and like the fucking food goes down the wrong pipe yep. and all that shit. So one time, I'm eating this really spicy nachos. I'm talking to my friend and I fucking start laughing, and I shot a chunk of jalapeno up into that Ugh. nasal passage motherfucker did that burn so bad for so long i couldn't like my eyes are watering my nose is running i'm coughing and shit i thought like people were looking at me like i was dying like i had corona or some shit it was it was not a pleasant experience whatsoever no and i don't know why the hell's it all got to be so like that interconnected (laughs) yeah because that's how the body works i thank you so. You've been hanging out with Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, so how was your trip to Seattle? Dude, it was pretty good. Was so pretty was this good. primed because you had to take uh Dylan back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um I've been doing this fucking shit of sit putting my kids on airplanes for years. Yeah. Man, and it sucks so bad. It sucks so bad. Like it's uh uh it's just painful. Well, you know, it's like uh, um, being being like uh, divorced and doing the drop off thing. You know, like I remember when my kids were little. Um, you know, my ex wife, we'd like fucking find a place in the middle, or I'd drop them off at her house, or she'd drop them off at my house, and it was like not as big a deal, mm-hmm. you know, because you know they're like down the street or whatever, even a town away. But like taking the airport. So when I first started taking the airport, I would get this boarding pass to get me through security to take them to the to the terminal. Oh, sure. And I could sit with them because they were minors. And um and like they really wanted me to because it's like they it was still kind of new. Sure. And you want to sit in the terminal for an hour and you're a little kid, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, a bunch of adults around, so I always just wanted to be there, and so I would just sit there with them, and we would talk and get fucking snacks, and then I would watch them get on the plane, and then, you know, I, I would sit there while everybody was boarding, or they got in their seats, and I would be texting them, and then I'd watch the plane take off, and it's fucking sucked, mm. you know? It just, like, it just ne- it never got easy. Yeah. And so, like, as they got older... I'd take him to the airport, and uh, they'd be like, oh, you don't have to go all the way in there with his dad. Like, we're just going to sit on our phones anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe I want to. Right. Like, I'll just sit next to you with on your phone, like, just a couple more minutes with you. And they're like, all right, you know. So I go and sit with them, and it's like, but it was like one of those things where they didn't need me there anymore. Sure. And uh, so then i just get to the airport, and I'd walk him up, and I'd take him to security. And, like, if we got there early, we'd get a coffee. But but my daughter was, like, she always super anxious about being late for the plane. So she'd want to, like, get their security and get down there quick, even if she knew she was going to sit there for mm-hmm. an hour and a half. And, man, this, this year, it was, like, Dylan's my last one that I got to do this with. And I'm so fucking tired of just dropping kids off at airports, bro. Yeah. It fucking sucks. So I was like, I was telling Steph, I'm like, I don't want to drive them off this year. 
let's just let's just fucking hand deliver him like back in the old days like i want to i want to fly him all the way out there we'll just take a couple vacay days and hang out in seattle and spend a little bit more time with him and and then I get to see his this, his mom move to this new house, and he'd been talking about it all summer. So I wanted to see this place, and he really wanted to show it to me, and it just felt so much better. Yeah, it felt better. I mean, it still fucking sucked to say goodbye. I don't know that part still doesn't get any easier, but uh, it's um, but just being able to just to take him there and to like see where he's going and to, and to know he got there safe and um. So yes, long story short, it's um him going back to Seattle to spend the school year with his mom was the impetus for for us to go out there. Sure. And of course like my two of my other kids are out there yep. and then uh my dad and uh my nephew and my nephew's girlfriend all drove over to Seattle from um Eastern Washington. So um got to see a lot of family and uh you know, it's hard vacationing with a lot of family. Yeah, I think we talked about this once. It's like everyone wants to do something different. And yeah, it's so so fucking hard. Did we talk about it? Yeah. Oh. When was that? I think the last one we recorded. No shit. Was it was I talking about going out there with seeing a bunch of family? Is that why we talked? Yeah. Oh, okay. You were just mentioning that, you know, everyone wants to do something a little different, or one person wants to do this and not everyone does and well, it proved true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, we got, so my dad, uh, originally on the trip, God, this is so fucking exciting. I'm sure people are riveting the edge of their <laughs> seat here. Um, originally, we took this trip, and, you know, you make plans for your trip, right? It's like, we got an Airbnb that was going to fit six people, you know, um, Bellevue, Washington. It's a little kind of a spendier area. So it's like, okay, we picked a decent one. We had some good outside space, but we slept six. It's like, okay, so that's the four of us plus my daughter and my dad. My dad was going to come up. Well, like a week before um, we're, we're out there, my dad's like, well, it sounds like there's going to be three of us. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, who's coming? So he told me my nephew and my nephew's girlfriend's coming. It's like, all right. Well, then. I guess it's going to be three of you, so we got to find you a hotel for the night. Mm-hmm. Well, it's two nights in a hotel in Bellevue, Washington. And it's like, it's going to be spendy, but whatever. I don't care. We're going to see my dad. So um, I had to find a hotel for the for my, th- my those three for two nights. They came up on a – we were there. We land – oh, fuck, dude. Getting out of Chicago is brutal. I'll get to that in a second. But we landed early, early in the a.m., like 3 a.m. Thursday morning. Landed, got to our hotel. We slept until like nine. I went and picked up the rental car, came back, da 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 da. Get to our Airbnb on Friday at like two o'clock in the afternoon. My dad shows up. Um, so we had all day Thursday and part of a day Friday where it was just us. And then um, my dad showed up and uh, uh, him and my nephew and his girlfriend showed up Friday at two o'clock, hung out that night. Hung out the next day, that night, and then they left the next day, and then Sunday we took Dylan down to his mom's. But so that that gap time, it was like just a small enough house where we had a lot of people in it, so it felt a little sure. crowded. But there was so many people that it was hard to know what to do, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't so much like everybody wanted to do different things. It was more like 
like if you wanted to go to a museum, it was going to cost you like four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you know. And it, and it's like if you're going to go to the museum, you want to be there for three or four hours checking the whole thing out. Yeah. And and like we had a bunch of teenagers, and they really weren't down for that, you know. And it's like my dad was like. He gets winded easy, so it's like it was just a little wonky. So we just end up cooking out a lot. We played some board games um, uh, every morning, which is something I really appreciated. Um, every morning, Stephanie and I would get up early, no matter how late I was up that night before. We always got up early and we hit hit the streets and we took a nice long walk somewhere oh, nice. in, yeah. in Bellevue. Found a nice coffee shop, got some coffee and a nice sandwich, and just hung out. That was so nice. That's one of my favorite things to do when I travel is uh, I call it urban hiking, is that I just check out, we, we, we just check out the city. Mm. Everywhere we go, it's like we're just, we put on our good shoes and we just head out on foot and just start walking. And it's like, I really appreciate architecture in a city. Like, I love old buildings. Um, and like, a lot of them are vacant now, which is kind of crazy, but they're not efficient anymore. But like, if you go downtown Chicago and you see all these old buildings, it's so much fun. Like, sure. I really dig that shit. So, um, and then finding these little places that like aren't on the touristy map that you get, you know, like these little hole in the wall coffee shops yep. and yep. shit like that. So we did a bunch of that. Nice. Yeah. But dude, we got into Chicago. We're supposed to fly out at like seven fifteen. Okay. We, we got in, got our rental car. We got there a little early. So we probably hit the terminal five thirty, five forty five. So we had a little bit of time. So, of course, go up, hit the airport bar, get the get the double vodka tonic, <laughs> take the edge off before you get on the plane, and uh, we're sitting there, I'm feeling good, you know, hanging out with the boys, playing a little like, words with friends or some shit on, the, on, our, on our phones, and I'm noticing it's like, it's getting pretty close to 7.30, 7.15, and they haven't started boarding yet. Yeah. And it's like, that's odd. So... All of a sudden, the announcement comes up. It's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, there's a storm coming in. And I had been watching the radar, so I, and it was raining outside. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to affect things. So there was a lightning strike within so many miles of the airport. Okay. So the planes were landing, but they wouldn't let them taxi to to the gates because they're, they're, they can't have ground crews out during lightning stuff, during lightning strikes. So we sat there and waited and That's waited. That's a big airport to sit Fucking there and wait Fucking huge for airport. Yeah. So, like, all these planes were waiting. Okay. Right? All the ground crews had to stay inside until it was so many minutes after a lightning strike. So then finally, we start seeing other planes start to board, but that's because they were already at the gate. You oh, know? sure. So, like, well, what the fuck? Where's our plane? So, we're watching. You know, you can look out and see the the tube yeah. thing. You're looking at the tube, and there's no fucking plane. And we're like, okay, still no plane. It's 8, 8.15. We're supposed to be in the air by now. No plane. 8.45, no fucking plane. It's like, where the fuck is our plane? You know, it's like it had to have landed by now, right? Sure. You know, nothing. So, they come back on. It's like, well, you know, we had another lightning strike, so we're on delayed again. So, we waited. It's like... Guess we're having another double vodka time. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and now we're getting really fucking bored, and you can tell everybody's getting a little restless, right? Yeah. And this older couple's like, don't worry, you guys. We're trying to fly to Rochester, and the same thing happened to us last night, and we got stuck here for the whole night, and we've got a system. It's like, 
I appreciate that, but I don't want your fucking system. I want to leave. Like, I don't even want to think about what system I need to have when I, when I get stuck in an airport all night long. So, um, uh, uh, sorry when you, when you do that, I'm sorry, man. No, no, you're, no, you're okay. It's just reminding me of people when they dab. Oh, (laughs) if you, if you just do that every time, (laughs) (laughs) uh, then it'll be like, it'll be like a fucking thing. Uh, so we're sitting there in the fucking airport and now we're like, I don't know, a hundred dollars deep in, in snacks and, and alcohol and, and sodas and everything. Which is one kids. round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it was like $40 for a double vodka t- for two double vodka tonics. Fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, now it's like 10 o'clock. We have a plane. Okay. It's a plane sitting there. It's like, all right, cool. And all of a sudden, boom, the fucking thunder rolls yep. again. And it's like everybody on the ground. You can see all the little guys in the cars. They go back inside. And it's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have the lightning strike. So sitting there longer. There's this, okay, so there's this dude, right? And he's fucking super sketchy looking. He's got he's got long hair. And, and don't get this wrong, people with long hair out there. Just because you have long hair doesn't make you sketchy. All I'm saying is that this dude had long hair and he was acting super sketchy. So he's kind of jittery and shit, you know, and he's like talking with his hands and he's really like kind of bouncy, you know, yeah. and it's like, ah, oh, the fuck is going on with this guy, you know? And, and like, so you have your, we had our gate desk, right? Our gate desk, there was, the attendant wasn't there at the moment. So he goes and fucking starts running around and talking to all the other attendants at the other gate desks. I'm like, dude, they don't know nothing about our flight. Yeah. You know, but he's all bouncy and he's just like, uh, you know, twitchy and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I get it. He's got a balloon of blow stuck up his butt <laughs> and he is scared. I think that's what it was. He's just like, he's, he's, he's a mule and he's getting, Shut getting, up. <laughs> no, I don't know what his deal was, but it was like everybody in the airport was watching him kind of out yeah, of the corner. It's like that one person that everyone has to focus on. Yeah, and it's like he was, I don't know, like, honestly, he could have been like, he could have had a family member on yeah, the desk, sure. you know, and, and, but it was like, he was so agitated yeah. and so upset, but it was like, but he was really twitchy about it. Yeah. It wasn't like he was like, er, angry. He was just twitchy, you know, and it's just like, whenever people are twitchy, it just puts everybody on edge. A little bit. You know, because it's like. It's it's like it's like uh, uh, I think it's the same reason why people don't like snakes. So you never really know what they're gonna do. Yeah, you, know, you don't know what way they're gonna go. They're kind of, you know, it's like you can't. It's like you can't really trust their movements. You know, it's like if you're an angry guy and you're walking and angry and you're stomping around, it's like okay, he's stomping in a certain direction. But if a guy's twitchy, it's like he might fucking spin around and run that way, or you yeah. never know. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to make people nervous, start acting twitchy. That's that's what it was. So anyway, we we fucking boarded our plane. Yeah, what time did you actually leave? We left at one a.m. Jeez. Yeah. Board the plane. Sit there. Another lightning strike, and we're in the middle of fueling. Fucking the, the captain's like, "Well, if you want to get off the plane, it's gonna be a minute." So. You can, but just please know, don't go very far. It's like all the, all the shops, and everything are closed. Yeah. Like nobody's going anywhere, and it's just like, well, Stephanie and Gavin are. First off, Gavin's like, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. It's over. Like let's just go home. I'm. I don't even want to go to Seattle anymore. Let's go home. <laughs> it's like, well, that ain't happening. 
So they got off the plane. Soon as they walked off the plane, they're like, all right, everybody, get back get on back the plane. On. It's like, and I kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So everybody gets back on the plane. We landed at 3 a.m. And it was like, like. Uh, 3 a.m. Seattle. 3 a.m. Seattle. So, it, yeah, it was, it was a like four-hour four flight. Yeah. yeah. So we grabbed the shuttle, got to the airport, and it was like, we're going to bed at 3.45. Yeah. You know, and it's like. I know I'm going to get up or like, I, so I just told Steph, I'm like, listen, you guys just sleep. I'll sneak out of here. I'll go get the rental car, you know, get some food. So got out, got the rental car, picked up all of our shit. Dude, they gave me a, this dude at the rental car. Play. Do you ever get rental cars when you go traveling? I don't travel. Ever? But, uh, no. <laughs> ever. I've, I've been in a rental car. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've picked, I've, I know the process or what it used to be. Well, um, we go to pick up the rental car, and they're always trying to upsell you on yeah. shit, right? And uh, so, guy, let me ask this before yeah. you get too into this. And your rental car place, like I'm trying to think, when I've done rental cars, rental cars, it's always been like, oh yeah, anyone in that area, like when huh? we would, like it's certain areas are certain level of car. level of car or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it seems to be different now. Okay. Do you, like, did you like reserve a specific car? A style. It was yeah, it was okay. a full size sedan. Yeah, okay. You know, fits five people. Um like I like to get like if I'm traveling with family, it's like I want like a if it's a sedan, I want like a Camry or an Accord or yeah. something like that where it's comfortable, nice car, good AC, comfortable seats, all that shit. Um and uh but the last time we went to travel, we went to San Diego, and we picked up this fucking sweet-ass Suburban. Yep. That was nice. So I'm like, I don't know. Am I going to upgrade again? So they offered, they're like, this guy's like, uh, this guy named Rene. He's like, he's like, hey, man. He says, you just remember when you fill out review who gave you this sweet car because I think you're going to be really happy, man. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> the fuck kind of car am I going to get, you know? And he points at the ticket. He taps it. And it's a BMW. And it's like, eh. Did you know the number one car in the world voted for asshole drivers is a BMW? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, there's a poll. And it was like, if you were going to vote a car associated with an asshole driver, the number one car in America was a BMW. Interesting. Yeah. But I like Beamers. I, I didn't, like... I also associated BMWs with assholes. Okay. So, and that was before I heard the poll. So, like, I guess I was like, a, well, didn't have, wasn't really fond of Beamers, and I never really sat in one before, so it wasn't like a, a thing. Sure. So he was all excited about giving me a Beamer, and I was like, cool. So I got up there, and I sit down in this car, and I got to, like, break contort. I'm a, like a contortionist to get into this <laughs> fucking car. I'm six foot four, two twenty, and I'm crawling into this car. And was it a like, little like three series? It was a. It was. I don't. It was a BMW X. I don't know what it was. Something. It was a car, but it was like it was newer. Yeah. Um. I don't know what series it was. All I know is it like is lower to ground. Yeah. So I had to like squat way down, and I had to like kick one leg in and twist it sideways, <laughs> and then slide my ass into the seat, and then kick the other leg in. And then finally, when I was behind the wheel, the seats like wrapped around my shoulders and shit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. 
I don't want to drive this around for five days. This is going to suck. Like getting in and out of this car. So I went back. I'm like, hey, man, like, you got anything bigger than this? Like that it's like got more cabin room? Because like this sucks. And he's like, you don't like the Beamer? I'm like, <laughs> no, not really. Dude, I'm six something. I'm six five. Yeah. It's give, me, like, give me a break. So he's like, well, okay. So he's like, how about an SUV? Like a medium size? I'm great. Yeah. Whatever. Help me out here. So he gives me a Beamer SUV. That guy's into Beamers. There were so many BMWs there. It yeah. was weird. There must have been like 20 of them. So Renee was full of shit, A, because yeah. he gives everybody a BMW. <laughs> and he was just trying to get a good review. Is there a fucking BMW plant in Seattle? I, I know. It was so weird. I thought maybe like, well, so I heard that all the rental car companies during the pandemic sold off a bunch of their fleets because they couldn't oh, afford to yeah, maintain them. And so then all of a sudden now they need a lot of cars because everybody's traveling again. And it's like, I guess maybe the fucking BMWs gave them a deal because they yeah. were selling off a bunch of cars too. But anyway. So you ended up in a Beamer. I ended up in a Beamer. It was SUV. The, it was the same kind of seat. Yeah. Except for it was higher off the ground, so it was manageable. I could get into it a little bit easier. Um, but I will say, like, fucker drove really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the camera system was super yeah, I think, nice. I think that uh, that asshole driver BMW thing, is primarily because I'm pretty sure there's a time and it still might be the time when like all these corporate leases are just BMWs. There's oh. no character to them. It's just, a, oh. it's just a blanket BMW yeah. corporate lease that looks executive. That's what it is. It's got, yeah, it's got that executive look, you know, yeah. it's black. It's black with black leather. Yeah. And it's got like nice, nice rims and a little BMW tag. Yeah. But other than that, it's very plain. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It was a, it was a sweet ride though. Nice. Yeah, it was like I it was a a hybrid. Oh, okay. So like I've never driven a hybrid. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Like I I really enjoyed bless you. I really enjoyed driving through town and not hearing the engine. And I didn't think I would enjoy that. I like I really didn't. I thought would like cuz I really appreciate like a nice sound and engine. But like I'd get to a stop sign and it's just like it's quiet. It's like, what? yeah. So like on a hybrid, when does the electric motor run and when does an actual motor run? Uh, in in my experience with this hybrid, uh, bless you, the actual motor would run when we're on like the interstate or the highway or we're doing like twenty five or thirty five for a certain okay. amount of time. Um, but like the battery would kick in like if you're just kind of coasting through town. Okay. You know, so like you're downtown, kind of tooling around a little bit. You hit the stoplight. And it's yeah. just silent. And I thought that was pretty nice. I, it's like when when we got into the parking garages, it wasn't so loud. You know? Oh, sure. You know? So it was like you park in there and it's just like just dead silent. You hit when you when we left the parking garage, you get in, you hit the button, and it's just like <laughs> and then you drive and it's just like fuck, this is some Jetson shit right here. Weird. Yeah. It's it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. I didn't mind it. And I, you know, I think I could do a Tesla. Yeah, Teslas are just as quiet, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, they're absolutely electric, silent. So. Yeah, so there's no no motor sound at all. There's got to be some. There's not. There's got to be like a little whine to an electric motor when you're going sixty. The Toyota electric cars, I noticed. Um, there's a a lot of whininess to them, but in the what's Tesla, the Toyota one like the Prius, right? Toyota Prius, Toyota Highlander, Toyota like they have these other electric mm. cars. And it's just like. 
there it's like this loud it's like oh. and it's like i know the sound now if i hear it, it's like oh it's a toyota electric car oh really but a tesla my buddy peter out in la shout out to peter in la he uh um he's got a tesla and i fuck i swear to god he pulls up to the house and it's all you can hear is tires on the ground huh that's it it's like i think tesla just does it so fucking good like there's insulation around the motor whatever sure. the sound dampening can't hear it I I I gotta say I've never driven one, right? So I can't confirm that from a driver's perspective, but I I can say that like you don't hear them coming, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I I love the TV series The Office, mm-hmm. and one in one of the episodes, two of the characters are fighting. They declare a duel over this girl and or uh, this woman, and um, one of them's kind of like bigger and hunter style and the other guy's like a little nerdy guy mm. and the little nerdy guy drives a prius and so he puts a little note up against a fence and then he sneaks up to him on their on his in his prius and he starts trying to run him into the fence <laughs> and all the whole office staff are watching from this window like oh there's andy he's, he's in his car he goes why isn't dwight turning around he's reading this note he goes because the prius is silent under eight miles an hour <laughs> So Dwight's trying to run over Andy. No, Andy's trying to run over Dwight. Oh, Andy's trying to run over Dwight. Yeah. Dwight's the, the hunter guy? Yeah. Haven't you ever seen The Office? I've seen The Office so many times. I'm just, I just, I love The Office. I'm just trying to see Dwight. Like, I understand he wants to be like, I know he like. He, like he's all about weapons and. Yeah, yeah. Ninjas sure. and yeah. like escape plans and, I, yeah. and he kills things and he makes. Yeah. You know, butter out of bear grease and shit so, like that. Yeah, hunter guy maybe is the wrong term, but yeah, because I always see like I see Dwight Schrute with the glasses and the tie yeah. and the desk. It's fucking such a great show. That's I haven't seen favorite. that episode though. It's a good to, one. I have to look it up. I have to look it up. So he's trying to silently run his ass over. <laughs> I have to try that. He pins him against the little fence. Yeah, does he? Yeah. Really gets Dwight. Huh. Dwight Schrute does not like to be gotten. Nope. Speaking of cars, yeah. somebody. Named Kyle Crosby's thinking about joining the minivan. Culture. Yeah, dude. I got some. I got some stuff to play off you. All right, play it. What's so, up, uh, Mr. Minivan? Well, so the minivan's happening. Mm. It's uh for sure. So definite. I can I can tell the story. We're on a podcast. So my aunt and uncle. My aunt has MS. Um, she hasn't been able to drive. She lost her license a year ago or so because her legs don't yeah. really work, and um. My uncle is now retiring. He kind of accelerated his retirement. They're retiring. They're selling everything. They live up in Appleton, Kakana specifically. Um, they're selling everything, and they're moving to Utah. No shit. Oh, that you told, you mentioned this like in a week. Like we're going to Utah. Didn't that happen? No. That last episode we didn't talk about that. They were maybe. Like, I think you you were like all of a sudden it's like they're moving to Utah. Yeah, the, it's it's it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. But, so they went out to Utah. Initially, they found the, the little city they really like. It's only two hours from Vegas, and they love to go to Vegas. Um, and they were going to get a condo. Real, real, he's super expensive right now, so they decided not to get a condo. They came back. They found an apartment online. Haven't even seen it. And then they reserved it. So they, they move in November 1st. Yeah. So in the meantime, they're selling everything they have. They are in Vegas now. They left yesterday for Vegas for a week, and they put their house for sale. Their realtor is convinced that by the time they get back from Vegas, they'll have plenty of house offers and they can accept it. Mm-hmm. Do a 45-day close and timing should be great. It's a lot of faith. But so we get up there. 
my dad and I went because my uncle had a bunch of, uh, he had a snowblower and some other things that he was giving us instead of selling. Mm-hmm. So we get up there and we go into the house and my aunt's all proud. She goes, oh, go look at the bedrooms. Go look at the bedrooms. I'm like, okay, okay. I look in the bedrooms. And they have a nice little three bedroom house and they're all new, newly carpeted, but there's nothing in them. They're empty. I'm like, oh, the carpet looks great. She goes, yeah. I'm like, but wait. She goes, yeah, they did the carpet last week. I'm like, okay, but your master bedroom doesn't have a bed or anything in it. She goes, yeah, we sold it. I'm like, where the fuck are you guys sleeping? Like, oh, on the recliner and on the couch. So I, go in, so I go in their living room, and in their living room, there's a recliner and a couch, nothing else. Not a TV, not an entertainment wow, center. Wow, they went hard. There's a recliner and a couch. I'm like, okay, what do you guys do? Oh, we have our iPads. Go into the kitchen. They have bar stools at the kitchen counter because uh-huh. they have like a bar, and they're selling the kitchen table and the china hutch. There's nothing in the house. Holy shit! And I used to, so I used to live in their basement. So I'm like, well, let's go. You've been selling everything. Let's go down to the basement. What fucking basement's empty? Basement has a pool table and a weight machine that's too heavy to move, so it's getting sold at the house. Wow! Like, Where the fuck is all your stuff? Sold it. Okay. So we go to the garage, and the garage still had. What stuff. does that feel like? Did you have like some attachment to, to like their like an idea that they this is who they are, and all of a sudden they're not that anymore? I was just, yeah, it was just everything's gone. It's just weird. Do you walk into a house that people are still living in, and are planning on living in for the next month and a half, mm-hmm. and it's an empty house minus a couch and a recliner, and a few kitchen odds and ends? It's weird. And you were intimate with that house, so you knew everything yeah. that was in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be super um, fucking weird. Anyway, so we go to the garage, and he still had stuff in the garage, so he had to go through his tools and stuff, but we grabbed a snowblower and a push lawnmower and a couple ladders and all this other stuff. And um, Yeah, he had a, they have a van sitting there, and it hasn't been driven like hard. My uncle drives it once in a while for a year because it's my aunt's van. And Well, what the fuck are you doing with the van? Uh, you want to buy it? How much you want for it? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, we were thinking this, and I'm like, that seems really low compared to what the market would bear if you looked it up on kelly blue book right no but we will all right well let me know i got to talk to sam so they gave us a price the price is right then sam and i are like well sam's wanted a bigger vehicle for a long time mm-hmm. like we can't get a van for the price they're going to sell it for it's real it's great conditions what like, kind of van is it it's a chrysler town and country okay it's what year 2015 so it's actually two years older than her car now but it's less miles it's only got 40,000 miles on it. Yeah, and Town & Country is a decent... That's a nice van. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's loaded. All leather throughout. It's got a DVD system throughout. Heated seats, hearing steering wheel, power doors, shit. and lift gates. Lift gates? Or back, oh, tailgate. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I drove it when we were up there. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty fucking nice. But Sam had never driven a van, so this weekend we go to the dealership down in Sock. Got any vans? <laughs> yeah. Well, we just want to test drive it. So Sam had to test drive a van. Did she? Did you go to a dealership and seek out a town and country and drive it? That was the plan. So it actually worked out really well. So I apologize for car any you know salesman, car salesman here, but so the dealership we went to had three or four vans online. One of the ones they had was a 2014 town and country, and looking at the specs, it wasn't as loaded as my aunt and uncle's, but uh, it was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. What I figured was driving experience. Well. Of course, when I got there, he goes, oh, I just, we sold it. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't know why it's still online. I'm like, okay. 
So it kind of gave us the out because I went in and I said, we're cross-shopping this in this general price range. I knew mm-hmm. you had this specific van we wanted to test drive. So we ended up test driving a newer one, and they had an older one, but it was the same driving. It had all the same. It was the a same town, An older town and country? Yeah, it was okay. like a 2012 or something like that okay. instead. But everything was the same or it looked the same. So we drove both of those. And Sam liked driving them both. But it made really easy, like, not sales experience when I, when he was like, well, this 2012 is a little old for us, and this 2018 is a little pricey for us. You didn't have the one we actually wanted, so thanks. You had an out. For, I had an out. You had an out, but you you were because you weren't interested in buying anyway. No, I just needed to You're make sure my wife waters. liked to drive a van. Yeah. And? She liked it. Okay. What do so, you think? I think she's going to really like it. No, what do you think? Did you like the van? Yeah, I don't have to drive. I don't care. Ever? You don't care? No, I... I'm, yeah, it was nice. It, the space take, is the like, big thing. Think of the family road trips you can take now. I don't care about a family road trip, dude. What? We just care about the space. Okay. But so now we're in this dilemma. Okay. What dilemma? We have two paid-for vehicles. Oh. And so while we were dr- test driving the, the vans at the dealership, I'm like, they buy... Dealerships buy cars now because they're so low yeah. inventory. But they'll they'll buy it for basically what you would get on a trade. Right. They're not going to give you retail. No. So just for shits and giggles, I'm like, well, you can appraise both these cars and, you know, see how much they're worth or whatever. Yeah. So now I've got, you know, between the two vehicles, $28,000 in vehicles between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, I could just trade both of those in for a truck. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah. That's a fucking genius fucking <laughs> idea, my friend. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but then I'm back to a car payment. It's been really nice not yeah, having a car payment. Yeah, I mean, but not much of one. I can't imagine. Yeah. If you traded those two cars in or you sold those two cars right. and took the money and bought a truck. Right. Because then you could, you could buy one where you didn't have payments. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, too. Dude. So opportunity knocks. I know. So now we're re- I'm really going back and forth. I don't know the right thing to do. So, and Sam's down with with like uh, uh, getting rid of the two cars and getting the truck. Do you, no, you, see, this is a thing, and she's going to hear this on the podcast. I've been up front that I've been toying with the idea. Yeah. If push came to shove, I think she'd be supportive because she knows I really want a truck. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, I think there's just an easiness to, we have two very good vehicles in great shape. Mm-hmm. Might as well just. And you, and you still have to come up with the money for the van. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to buy the van. Right. So yeah, that money's like, got to come from somewhere. Essentially, we could sell either one of the vehicles we have right now and just be even or out less than $1,000. Yeah, so you, you could sell a car, be even up. Yep. You got now you have a paid off car and a paid off van, right? You know, or but it's so. Or. And at that point, that the extra money you still have to come up with the money then, because then yeah, I, I I feel what you're saying. That's the how you might end bigger, up in right. that's how you might end up in payments because part of that money's got to go to pay for the van. Well, we have the cash for the van. I know, but I'm sure the cash was set aside for yeah. whatever. So. To replenish that. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be replenished. Yeah. So. I feel that. Dude, though. Truck. I know. I know. 
Are you still looking at Honda Ridgeline? I am. Okay. Did you see the new sport version they came out with? Yeah, it's fucking ugly. It's it's like fucking, it looks like something out of some uh, movie from another planet. That HPD? Yeah. All it is is a graphics package, which makes it really disappointing. Well, they tried to mimic the Toyota, the yeah. TRDs, but the Toyotas don't just put a sticker on it and call it a TRD. They actually changed the suspension and the tuning and shit like that. Well, the one I saw like had bigger tires and rims and and like uh, fender flares, little different bumpers. It's got fender flares. It's got different. It's got different uh, tire and rims. Rims. The tires are different, but the tires. See, this is this is the stupid thing. The tires that they put on them, they had specifically made by some tire company that look aggressive on the outside. But actually have a road trim or have what? a road tread on it. Yeah. So it's all like it's all it's like, all appearance. Yeah, it's all facade. Now I've looked at reviews and people are like, yeah, it's actually really a capable truck uh-huh. for what it is. Um but it, the the that that package does not appeal me other than I really liked those rims. I like them too. That's about the only thing I it like the off it looked more off roady. Yeah. You know, than the than the standard Ridgeline, right? You know, because the Ridgeline's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's yeah, it's just, it's the it, new ones at least the bed is flat that yeah. helps. Yeah, you know, yeah, they don't have that like that Colorado weird, Avalanche little slant thing. Yeah, yeah, they don't have that. Um, yeah, but it's like the front of it always looked like a car, and then with this weird little angled bed, it was always threw me off. The straight bed is better, but it's still the front still feels like a little bit like a car or a minivan. Well, they yeah they they. Trucked it up a little bit. They did. Yeah. It this helped. Year. This year, yeah, which is which is why I like the current ones, but then you're looking at a new vehicle, which is forty grand. Yeah. Something crazy. Mm-hmm. And then if you're gonna spend forty grand, you're like, well, I might as well fucking buy an F one fifty. Or a TRD. Or a TRD. You are a Toyota guy now. I am a Toyota. I've always been a Toyota guy. Yeah. First car I first truck I ever had was a Toyota. From back in the day, nineteen eighty seven. Toyota. What was it called then? Have they ever changed their names? Has it always been a Toyota? Oh, yeah. It was just a Toyota truck. Oh. It wasn't a name. There was no name to it. It was just a Toyota. Yeah, I can picture it. Yeah. I know exactly what truck this is. Yeah. Big flat front. Yep. Flat front. Spelt Toyota across it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it was like squared off yeah. all the way back. You know, very simple, clean lines, easy. You know, it was like super lightweight. Um, it was a great truck. It was an amazing truck. Uh, I, I fucking drove it off the side of a mountain. Yeah. 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 I told that story. Yeah. You did. yeah. yeah. So that's the one that went off the side of the mountain. So I, then, then I had another Toyota after that and another Toyota after that and another Toyota after that Jesus. until I had kids. And then once I, once I got to the point where I started having kids and I bought a Chevy crew cab or, you know, extended cab, that was a crew cab. I had the three doors, you know, the three door Chevy. Oh, the suicide doors. Yeah, but yeah, there's only extended, one though. Yeah, it's an extended cab. Yeah, but it was like there was like two versions of it. There was like a tighter extended cab okay. that didn't have the the third door, and then there was a bigger one. Okay. So anyway, it was the, the one with the third door. Gotcha. Um, so I could still fit my kid back there. Sure. Um, and uh, so we did we did that. Um, and I had to pull a trailer, mm. and it was like the half ton Chevy pulled a trailer way better than the than the small version For of sure. the Toyota, the light truck Toyota. Right. So um. So then I switched over to the Chevy side when that started when that happened. But then once Tundra came out, the 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 larger Toyota, yep. I was like, ooh, 
You know, they're trying to get into that larger truck market, so it's closer to a half-ton style. Yeah. Um, what is a half-ton truck, right? It, yeah, ish. It's it's like um, the 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 first like the T one hundreds was the was a predecessor to the Tundra. Okay. They didn't have the same like uh, robust gearing. Okay. You know, like they 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 were like dabbling. You know, then when the Tundra Tundra came out, then that was more of a traditional half ton. Gotcha. It had the suspension and yeah. the gearing of a yeah. half ton. But now the Tundras, they're they're like saying they're pushing the lines of a three quarter ton, but the gearing isn't the same. It's got a tow mode, so you can change like the shifting. Mm-hmm. You know, but it it it's, I don't think it still has those those heavy duty like transmission of like a three quarter ton or a one ton. Interesting. You know, what what is that? The Allison that they have in the um, I don't know. The Chevy. I think it's an Allison transmission they have in the Chevys. Um the Duramaxes and, and Wait, that. now I'm confusing myself. Is a half truck half ton? a half ton? That's like the size of an F one fifty. Yeah, it's an F one fifty is a half ton, yeah. So but a three even, quarter truck would be a two fifty? Yep. And a one ton is a three fifty? Yep. Okay. But even like so the F one fifties now. They're pushing the limits on yeah. that three-quarter ton line. Yeah. They just don't – I just don't think they have this – like the – um. The, I don't know where the line is on those because when I was looking at my three-quarter ton um, Ford, the salesman was like, well, why don't you just buy a ha- like a new F-150 because it's got almost the same tow capacity sure. as your three-quarter ton Ford. But I don't think they, they have like the same suspension and, and like yeah. – payload payload you know towing capacity but not payload yeah yeah and so that's where i stuck with the three well and the power of your i don't know there's gotta maybe i don't drive enough trucks and tow anything that i should actually know i don't know shit but i feel like your 250 that's a diesel right no well it's not i had a diesel i got rid of the diesel i feel like a diesel just has more torque diesel has way more torque if you want to haul and you're putting a lot of miles on, you go with the diesel. Because mm. the diesel is like, um, they're designed for like over the road. You know, yeah. you get a one-ton dually diesel and you're you're hauling a flatbed or a sure. big camper miles. You know, like that's, or like like a, a lot of guys that work on traveling construction crews and stuff, you know, they're pulling a camper from site to site and they're, they're going from Arkansas to, you know, fucking California or whatever. They need something that's going to, you know, you get a half a million miles on a diesel. Yeah. You know, but they're expensive as fuck. Right. And they're expensive when they break. Yeah. You know, and it's like when I had my diesel, I was just, I was doing landscaping with it and it was just like not necessary. Um, I was having an injector issue and they're like, well, we can pull the injector rail and check it out. And that's like $1,800. Jeez. And I'm like, okay, how much is it to fix it if it's fucked? And they're like four grand. And I was like, holy fuck, that's like a brand new engine in a truck. In a gas truck. Yeah. You know, you could rebuild an engine for less than that, probably. And and it's four grand just to pull and fix the injector rail? It's like, God damn. It's like, I don't want this truck. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy, you know, because it's like, I know I'm going to have to fix shit on my trucks. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. But anyway, the new F-150, the guy was just like, he was really trying to sell me on that that's what i needed but it's like i just wouldn't feel comfortable hauling a flatbed with a mini excavator on it sure with a f-150 it just like it doesn't feel right you know you see those guys driving down the road with the camper that's way too fucking big yep. 
squatted on their back tires yep. and you know it's like oh that's just like it's a it's scary because they're doing 70 on the interstate like that and you see them they'll take a fucking corner and then you see that that trailer start to whip a little <laughs> bit and it's like oh my god get past this guy quick yeah you ever seen a truck or a vehicle that the alignment's so fucking bad it's like driving down the road sideways you ever seen that no oh my god dude so we're driving from Seattle down to uh, Westport, this little town where Dylan and his mom moved to. So we're driving down the road, and and I look in my mirror, and and this fucking truck, it's a pickup truck. I can see all four tires, and it's right behind me. It's so fucking twisted. That's weird. It's like it's like uh, uh it was pointed. It's like it was it was like. The tires were like it was pointed like it was going to drive right off the road, but it was going straight. <laughs> it was so bad. And it was like, whoa, I'm told seven, you got to see this. You got to see this. This is crazy. Um, I think I took a picture of it. I'll see if I can pull it up and show it to you. I don't know if the picture did it justice, but it was like. Uh, uh, it's like it, a plane when they come in. Yeah. They got to yeah. come in sideways or whatever. Cra- crab crawled or whatever they call. Yeah. But so they're driving though. And it's like, um, how do you. What does that feel like when you're driving down the road? Yeah, okay. So I had to take a picture in a mirror. That's what, there you go. That's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. It's like he would go around a corner, and his truck was twisted so far anyway, he looked like he's just going to drive right off the fucking road. Yeah, I can in this blurry picture, I can see his wheel turned. Yeah. Like, it, it's... I can uh, also see, like his back driver's side is significantly lower than the rest of the truck. Yeah, well, he had the, he had a whole bunch of shit in the back of his truck. He had like a, and there was this, I felt bad. There was like this dog back there in a oh. kennel. And it was like, oh my God. And he was doing like 75 miles an hour sideways going. It was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw in my life. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I can't, like I was laughing at the same time. I was nervous. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Um, we're driving out there. It's so dry out west, man. It's I mean, it's dry here, but it's fucking super dry. Washington is like the wet state, right? It's always raining. Right. Everything's brown. Huh. Everything's brown. Like we're driving to this Westport town and and we're driving down the road and all of a sudden there's all this smoke on the side of the road. It's a huge grass fire. It just started. Like I don't know, someone flicked a cigarette out the window or something. And it probably was like, I don't know, eighty by eighty in the grass. Well. Big flames like shooting up like super fast and you could just see it. We're doing 65 and the grass is just spreading. I can yeah. see it moving. The fire is that fast. I was like, holy shit. I said, call 911, you know? And then my daughter was, she was following us, but she was like, I don't know, maybe 20 miles behind us. When she came through, it, somebody had put it out already, but it's like, it's so dry out there. Huh. Like the drought situation out West and then in the Southwest is fucking bad. So bad. I didn't like, even realize there was. It's uh uh it's like at levels they've never seen before. Oh. Yeah, so it was interesting. Like I was listening to this podcast, this economics podcast about um water rights. So back in the eighteen hundreds, um, when the gold mining towns were, were booming up, it was still like, you know, it's still dry or out there, right? So, like, they would have water rights. So, like, if you um, had a farm, you had rights to so much water. Okay. And there were legal rights to your name. So, these families have carried these water rights for years and years and years. So, there's certain farmers out west that have water rights 
Um, and so what they did was, is that when the, they, they made it official with like the farmers and shit, I think it was like, I want to say they, maybe it was in the twenties, but they said it was like during a time of, of, a, of a exorbitant amount of moisture. So there was a lot of water. And so let's say there was 500 billion gallons of water or whatever that they could divide up among the farmers and the towns and all that shit. Um, the Colorado River was swelled up really big, and there's a lot of water going through. So let's say a farmer gets like 200,000 gallons of water. That's what they can use, right? That's what they allotted for that year. That's their rights. But now there's only 200 billion gallons of water instead of 500 mm, billion gallons right. of water. So the water doesn't fucking exist that these people have rights to. But they have legal rights, so they're taking it, right? And so the rivers are running dry. The fucking lakes are running dry aquifers are running dry and it's a really bad situation out there huh. yeah so like the colorado is super low um there's some like i think it's lake mead which is the hoover dam lake okay that's super fucking low um like they've, they've shown these maps of these receding lakes and all these i've seen these photo uh montages of people it's like a an empty lake with all these houses around it with docks that go out into this non-lake it's really fucking creepy. It is. So um, <clears throat> so now they're trying to figure out, because they're in a serious fucking crisis. Yeah. You know, Sounds like it. Where do they get the water from? You know, but like all this food gets grown out there and they've got to irrigate, you know, because a lot of like all the like cabbage and avocados and all the shit that gets grown in the California valleys that they irrigate with the Colorado River that all gets shipped out here and, mm -hmm. and down south and all over the place. So it's like if you don't have that water for that food, where does the food come from? I can tell you for sure there's some kind of food shortage. We uh, just here at the club with our food program, just trying to order things from our suppliers. It's like out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. Don't know when it'll come back. Out of stock. Yeah. It's a fucking pain in the ass. It's, it's weird, right? Yeah. So – between COVID and the disruption to the distribution chain, and now with this in, this weird inflation shit that's going on, where everybody's buying a bunch of shit because they think they're not going to be able to get it, uh, it's like it's like we're in this weird fucking cycle of shit running running out of stuff that we that people yeah. need, and and it's like uh, it, it's it, I think it's kind of putting people a little on edge, a little into a panic mode a little bit, and so like. I want the fucking Menards to buy a can of spray paint. Green spray paint, right? Simple. Yeah. There's no fucking spray paint. Seriously? Yeah. Well, there's like glitter spray yeah. paint and shit. But there's like, no just like. None. None. I was like, what the fuck? You know? Weird. So, so I had to, I, I found this, this like third size can of Martha Stewart <laughs> fucking nice. spray paint your, your dry flowers or some shit with green so I could spray paint this piece of PVC I need spray paint for a client. Huh. And it's like, it's like, eh, it's kind of the color green I need. You know, it's all I, it's all I could do. That's what you got. Right. But what I didn't do was buy like 10 cans of it. Yeah. You know, but I could see like, like, so a lot of construction guys now buy shit at Menards because like the major construction stores and the, and the contractor distribution centers don't exist anymore because of Menards and Lowe's and Home Depot. They're, they're the new version of that. Sure. And so, like, I can see, like, people will go into a Menards and, and they'll fucking grab 20 cans of spray paint because they know they're going to use them in the next three months. 
and I better get them all now because I might not be able to get them. Huh. Yeah. You know? And the same thing happened with lumber, same thing happened yep. with PVC. It's it's happening all the way across the board. But so it's uh uh it's putting that like it's putting a lot of stress on the south and the and the west because of this water thing, right? Um and with fires happening and it's there's a lot of stress going on there. And then on the east coast it's flooding everywhere. Yep. You know, fucking New York is underwater. It's like what the fuck is going on? I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's like it's like uh uh it's like the movies. You know? It's not quite the movies. Did you see the videos and shit of New York? No, I haven't actually. Oh my god, dude, these subways. I saw this video. These people were standing on the subway platform and behind them was this fucking wall of water pouring down the fucking stairs. Jeez. And it looked it looked it looked like a movie. It looked like a uh like a tube of a rapids yeah. Like like class five rapids coming down the fucking stairs. Okay. It was crazy. Then people are standing there and it's pouring out of the ceilings. Damn. And it's like the fuck. I'll have to do some looking. Yeah, it's like it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And like we're in this We're in a nice little Midwest this, spot here. Yeah, we're pretty comfy over here in the Midwest. We got we got water. We got like food. We it's green. It's it's all right right now. Um I will say we took a hike out of Stanky Basin, which you and I need to go do once this hay fever yep. allergy shit goes. Um, and there were some creek beds that normally have water and that didn't have any they water. Might. Yeah, and I was like, hmm, it's odd. Interesting. It's, it's, it's like you just, when, uh, when I expect it to be there, because it's always there and all of a sudden it's not, it gives me a little, like a little spidey tingle. Mm. Like, hmm, what does this mean? Does this mean something? You know? I used to... Um I used to talk to a guy. Actually, I don't talk to him anymore. He was very much into the end of the world prepper shit. Mm. And like he had maps. And he's like, there's two places you want to be when this shit happens. Ironically, Wisconsin, which is why I'm here. Or Colorado. I'm like, what? He goes, Colorado, just because all the national stuff is there. And they'll, he goes, you can mooch off of that. He goes, Wisconsin, that's like the safe place. And he goes, and I'm in, he's in Baraboo. He goes, you know why I'm here, right? I'm like, no. And he goes, because Cisco Foods. He goes, when shit goes down, he goes, I can go into Cisco Foods, take all their canned shit, and I'll be all right. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. He's was, he was dead he's fucking, fucking set on it. super into it. Dead set on it. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Well, what's the what's the national shit in Colorado? What's that mean? Like, there's a lot of government shit there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of government stuff there. Oh, okay. So like, like so there's got to be missile silos and shit. Well, they have they do have a bunch of shit in Colorado. But he just figured, what the hell is he telling? I don't. This was, this was a long time. Like, ago. if you live there, all the military is going to be there, and they're going to be helping right. the people that live right. there. Yeah, right. gotcha. Or they have enough stockpiled stuff that they could support. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's true though. Like fucking between Cisco and Seneca Foods. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking canned food there. Yeah, you know, tubs of potato salad that's got shit in it to make it last for five years. Yeah, huh? So, but yeah, he was convinced Wisconsin is the safe state. Yeah, you know. Hopefully, well, he's right. Well, it it kind of like it feels it feels like it. Yeah. You know, it's like. You can, we still get rain, consistent rain. And it's like sometimes it's like anymore. It seems like sometimes it's a little more floody ish, yeah. but our aquifers have water in them. 
Our rivers have water in them. We can grow food here really well because our growing season is pretty decent, you know. And honestly, I know I said this before, but it's like I think our growing season is getting longer. I think like uh, um, we're turning like later into the year or earlier. Both. Yeah. I think both. I think well, corn was up high this year. What it usually is, right? Yeah, and corn's getting fucked up though. There's like this weird blight getting on the corn right now. Uh-huh. This is called black tar spot or something. Okay. So it's drying out the corn faster than normal. Mm. So like a lot of the corn's looking dry right now, right? Yeah. But it's not time yet because the kernels aren't dry. It's the fucking stalks that are getting dry. Okay. So if the stalk dries out too fast and it starts to fucking break before you can harvest the corn before the kernels are dry enough, then it's a fucking problem. That's good to know. So my dad and I, when we were coming home from my uncle's, we drove on this little country road close to his house, and one side of the field was green corn. Yeah. The other side was brown, and it looked like it had been drying for weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going on. So it's tricky. So, like, when they harvest the corn, they measure it for dryness. Yeah. And, and like, they want it nice and dry because it's easier to process, and they don't and they don't have to dry it. Yeah. You know? Um. But but farmers are being faced with the decision right now to whether they have to harvest it early when the corn's not quite so dry, so it's going to cost them more to dry it, so they won't get as much money for their corn, mm. you know. And so, but it's like if they wait too long, then they're fucked because the corn is is going to be tipping over and they can't harvest it. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't know if it. I don't know if the uh, the black tar shit actually affects the corn itself. Oh sure, or if it just. Or if it just affects like the the stock of the plant right, and the right. and the moisture in the plant, but um, but you think like so it gets the shit on the leaves, so they so they're not green anymore, so they're not photosynthesizing anymore. Yeah. So then the plant isn't getting the nutrients it needs to keep strong enough to stand tall, to so they can harvest it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, there's that movie Interstellar. Remember that? Yep. And at the at that point in the movie where it's like the fucking corn won't even grow because our soil's so fucked. So I haven't seen the movie, but I know the movie. Oh, okay, so there's a point in the, at the beginning of the movie with why they're looking for other fucking planets to live on because the last thing on Earth that they can fucking grow in the ground we have because it's so fucked is corn, and and now the now they can't even grow corn. Okay, so it's like uh, it's a it's apocalyptic yeah. shit, you know. But it's like it's like every every month. You hear about something else that's happening to our environment and shit, and it's just like, huh, you know what's 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 going on here? Like, are we are we are we creeping towards the movies? You know, are we making that slow creep? Because it kind of feels like it. Kind of feels like it. Yeah, there's a lot of weird natural disasters that are happening more frequently. Yeah, and, and at first, I remember I, I made this argument. I remember I, I was like, people like, oh, natural disasters happen more frequently, this and this and this. I'm like, fuck that. It's just the media because, like, we have way more access to media. So everybody knows every time there's an earthquake. Everybody right. knows every time there's a, a hurricane. Like, it's it's on everybody's television. So we know it now. That's all it is. But, but now I don't think it is. <laughs> it, it's like, and that was like 10 years ago, you know. So it's like now – when you hear about hundred year floods coming every ten years, mm-hmm. you know it's like these little towns that are like having to decide to fucking to move the whole fucking town. Like, look at Rock Springs. I was gonna just say, look at Rock Springs, dude. Yeah. So it's like how two or three times is that flood in the last like ten years? I think it's three. Yeah, three times, and maybe it's twelve years. But okay. yeah, it's it's like right there. I think yeah, it's, it's three. It's in, but in what I would call recent history. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's like before that. 
it was like the 50 year flood. Right. You know, where it's like, okay, this is going to get bad. We're going to fix it. You know, it's going to be good for another 50 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, now the insurance company's like, fuck that. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're uninsurable if you live there. Yeah. Pretty much. Like if you live in that area of town. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, there's a house in Baraboo right down by the river. I have no idea how they keep getting the insurance, but it floods it. You know, that one right down there on, on water as you're leaving town by Manchester. Yeah. We drove past it and I said, oh, that's a cool house. And you said, I know who used to live there and it floods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that, that place there. It's like, there's a, there's a big lot yeah. right next to it. Big grassy lot. And I'm like, Oh, it'd be a cool place for a house if it didn't fucking get underwater every five right. years, you know? So it's, uh, um, yeah, it's just like, we're like a fucking parasite on this earth and, and, and like the earth is like fucking thinning us out. I think that that's my, one of my new theories on COVID with this Delta variant too. It's like half the population isn't, isn't like vaccinated and they're all getting fucking sick. And it's like this Thanos, <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> snapping his finger and wiping us out. It's like I think that like yeah we're we're uh, Mother Nature's trying to like thin thin the herd a little bit. That's what I think. I no, but okay. What what do you dude? Wasn't this thing man made anyways? Huh? Wasn't COVID man made? I know it's all disputed and no one actually fucking quote knows. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it came from that lab in Wuhan. I under, I I understand. I'm just saying like the fact that it's still a virus. Yeah. You know, and viruses as as a as a rule are not made by man. You know, it's like they're a, they're viruses are a naturally occurring thing in nature. You know, so maybe we created this virus, but we didn't create the virus. Like of all virus, like like uh, uh like it's like CWD in deer. We didn't create CWD. You know, right. birds get avian flu. We didn't create that. So I'm saying, like in general, viruses have been around longer than we have. You know, but, yeah, I but we figured that. out how to create this one. Yes. Um, so I'm just saying like, it's, uh, I, it's, I say in jest, I say in jest that it's interesting that, that like, uh, you know, like all these fucking people are dying. There's a lot of people dying again. Yeah. You know, um, like, uh, and the crazy thing is, so here's, I've had this conversation with a few different people in the last week and it's like, so where do you stand on the vaccine versus personal freedom. Uh, I stand. I am for the vaccine, but I am not for mandating it right now. Right now? What do you mean right now? I think maybe if it's tested more. Like, I'm trying to remember. Do we have vaccines that are mandated right now? We... Mm, yeah, kind of. I mean, like polio and shit. Yeah. Like when you... when there it's not everywhere but it's like a lot of school systems and stuff you have to yeah your kids have to be vaccinated to go to school right measles mumps rubella polio um trying to think there's another one in there i'm sure there is sure so i i guess i lean more on the personal freedom side although on a personal choice side i got vaccinated so yeah so i i am i'm on the same camp as you I'm I'm I I believe in personal freedom and personal choice, um, and uh, one of the one of the things that and this is something I I learned in the last couple months because I didn't really I guess I didn't really understand it that well was that the um like polio vaccine it, it's a polio is a different kind of a different kind of virus than coronavirus is 
polio is just polio. Mm-hmm. Polio is not going to become the Delta variant of polio. So you made a vaccine against polio. You can wipe out polio with a vaccine because because it's only one fucking thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like polio. It is polio. That's it. With this, with coronavirus and the flu and stuff that, like that style of virus, and I don't know what kind of I don't know the technical term for that kind of virus, but it mutates. You know, it can change. It can it can uh, alter its genetic DNA makeup right. to fit the environment it's in. You know, that's why it's more dangerous. Um, but at the same time, it has a that doesn't kill as many people as polio did. You know, the the percentage of whatever the death percentage was not the same as the infection. You know, for sure. the coronavirus. Right. Um. But so like the like mandating it, I have a lot of friends that are on the camp like fucking everybody needs to get this vaccine. We need to mandate it. We need to make it so everybody can get it so we can go back to living our lives and all this shit. But it's like, they're like, well, you got seatbelts and people have to do that. And it's like, but it's, you're not telling someone what they have to put in their body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if you don't want to wear this, wear a fucking seatbelt, you know, you can drive without a seatbelt and get the tickets or you can not fucking drive, you know, but it's like when it comes to your body, once you put it in your body, it's in your body, you know, right? It's like, you don't, it's like, it's like, I think it's a different line, you know, it's, it's you can't like, change your mind once you do it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, so, so you can't, yeah, you can't take it back. Yeah. I can drive two miles down the road and be like, yeah, I should put a seatbelt on. Right. You do. There's a, still a choice to be made. Yeah. You know, but once you. Once you mandate a vaccine for everybody to take the, the choice, there's no choice to be made. You're right. taking away the, the someone's right to choose, and so it's like, I really struggle with that, you know. And it, and it's like, uh, just just yesterday, I was thinking about it's like, well, wait a minute, like I'm 100 percent believing in women's right to choose what they do with their body when it comes to abortion rights and everything else. And so it's like, how is that? Is that different? Like, they get to choose. You know, whether what they want to do with their body, like if they want to have an abortion or not, I believe they should have the choice. It's like you don't know the circumstances they live in. You Mm -hmm. don't know their life. And so if I believe in the right to choose for that, then I should also I should also believe in the right to choose whether someone takes puts a vaccine in their body. Right. You know, it's like if it was polio, if it was that kind of vaccine and it wasn't going to mutate. And it wasn't going to be a fucking booster shot that everybody's going to have to take every fucking year for the rest of their lives or whatever. Then maybe I might feel a little differently, you know, because there's a higher death rate after mm-hmm. infection and it puts more people at risk. And, but it's like, you know, and the argument on the other side that I hear a lot is, is like, well, it's a, it's a responsibility of the, of the masses to protect the few. And it's like, I then I, by that statement I would say then the majority which I don't know what level of vaccination rates we're at but I think we're around like 52% okay, for so the country. The majority is vaccinated. The majority is vaccinated to protect a few. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. More are vaccinated than not. The the science doesn't agree with that. The science says it has to be around 70% in order for in order for for the vaccine to help to create the herd immunity. Like at 50%, the, the efficacy rate is still... Yeah, sucks. but that, there's, also, there's also statements out there saying if you had COVID, 
it's more effective than the vaccine. So how right. many unvaccinated people had COVID? Well, that's a, you're right. And we don't know. And, and how many unva- or people who had COVID fucking didn't get tested? We could easily already be there. Yeah. I, right now, what they say with the numbers that are coming from the hospitals are saying that we're not. Sure. Because the hospitals are, are, are I'm not going to say the capacity and all that shit like they went around before because there there's too many people calling bullshit on that. And it's like, I don't, I'm not there. So I don't have the data to, to back it up. I do know people that work in the hospitals in a few hospitals and they say that they're hitting their limits on mm-hmm. ICU beds. And it's like over 90% of the people are unvaccinated people. Sure. And so, and so when I hear that, it's like, okay, so we're stressing our system, right? And we don't want to like stress our system to the breaking point. I think that was the whole thing when we did the big shutdown in the first place was to not stress the system, right? Like we knew people were going to get sick, but we wanted to minimize it so the system could still function. Because if the system breaks, then it gets really fucked, right? So that's one of the arguments is that we don't want to break the system because if we break the system, then it's going to break society. You know, it's going to it's gonna be a ripple effect all the way across the board. You're going to have, like, that shit that was going on in India and people running around with oxygen tanks on their shoulders yeah. all through the streets. Um, but it's like, if, if my 82-year-old grandfather were to say, I'm not getting vaccinated, I don't fucking care if it's my time to go, I'll take it. You know, that's his choice. Yeah. You know, it's like, because I love him doesn't make it any more reason for him to want to stick around. It's like, you know, on, it's like somebody's choice to say, do not resuscitate. Yep. That's their choice. You know, if I'm in a fucking coma for six months and I'm being kept alive on life support, fucking pull the plug. That's my choice. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want anybody to keep me alive unnecessarily and sit by my bedside and then slowly I'm sitting in a hospital by myself because people have lives and they got to move on and it fucking blows for everybody. Like, I don't want that for mine. That's my choice. I would, I would be fucking furious if someone said I didn't have that choice anymore. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. You know, it's like, that's why we live in this country we live in. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, um, to get in that conversation with people that it's always interesting because they're very, very passionate about mandating vaccines. But it's like, uh, what's next then? We've, we've mandated a vaccine now. Do we mandate all the booster shots? Right. Someone comes out with a new vaccine for a new thing. Do we mandate that? You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, are we mandating flu shots for kids? Right. Exactly. So like once the ball starts rolling, like, how easy is it going to be to stop it? Right. You know, it's like, I don't want to take a flu shot every year. Fuck that. You know? I do. Do you? That's great. I don't want to, but I do. Yeah, I don't want to, and I don't. I would I would rather let my immune system do its fucking job. Yeah. You know? And if I get really fucking sick, well, then that's on me. Right. You know? And yeah. It's like, and I support your choice in that. Yeah. And here, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's a little bit of double messaging, which gets confusing, but... For the most part, I think 
if you're vaccinated. You might get COVID still, but the severity is significantly decreased. Mm -hmm. So for what I would call all intents and purposes, you're protected. Yeah. To whatever level a government agency can protect you. So it that means that who cares if other people choose not to? Well, but then you're a monster because you don't care about the oldies that, that and the little kids that can't get vaccinated yet and the people that, you know, are highly susceptible to getting sick. Even if they are vaccinated, they could still get sick and die because they're, they got underlying conditions. Yeah, I guess that's, that's, that was, that was the argument I got into with a guy last night, me and Bill, we sat around talking about this and he's like, well, what he goes, I got a friend of mine that's got severe underlying conditions and it's like, he's afraid to go out. And even though he's vaccinated, because if he gets it, he could still die. Yeah. And it's like, and I could still die driving to work. It's it. I know it's fucking, it's hard. It's uh, like, yeah. I, I feel that, but at the same time, it's like, okay. So, and I brought up this, I, I brought up this argument and he had a good point around it, which is what I love about this kind of conversation. But I'm like, okay, so you got a little kid with nut allergies, right? So everybody mm-hmm. in the whole fucking school no longer can bring peanut butter sandwiches or not Martinez, whatever. Yeah. You can't bring nuts to school anymore at all ever because one kid's got nut allergies. It's like, or is it the responsibility of that person with the condition to like do the best they can to right. stay away from everything they can? And it's like, it's like, it's not fair, right? That's the whole thing. We're trying to make everything fair and life doesn't fucking work that way. So like, it's not fair that I'm six foot four. And if I got to walk through a place built for people that are five foot six, I got a duck. Well, that's not fair. Cause I'm going to hit my head. You know, it's like, well, I just going to have to fucking duck or I'm not going to go there. Right. You know, it's like, that's the personal autonomy we have in this country we built that's designed around like our individual choices. And it, and it's like, life isn't fair. Right. So it's like, I want to make life more fair for people that are underprivileged that don't have the opportunities. I'd like for people to have more opportunities, but at the same time, you can't, you can't like manufacture fairness in 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 a world where like the natural order of things aren't fair Mm -hmm. you know it's like so what was his response to that he he said it's really fucking tricky and he got what i was saying but also he still really feels for his friend oh and so it's not it's not a lack of empathy right and that's the thing he's like he's like i don't know what the answer is i don't know what like there is no good answer yeah it's it's like it's like you know the the problem is is that when there's no good answer that that it like it builds camps and you're either in one camp or you're in another camp yeah. you know and so it's like we could have this great conversation and I felt very lucky to have that same as with you where we can have a conversation where it's like we might be in a different like we might have different ideas but we're not entrenched in it so deep into a camp that we're not going to listen mm-hmm. you know we're not going to label somebody like oh you're one of those you know because it's like I'm vaccinated but I believe in like you said. I believe in free choice. Right. You know, so it's just, it's tricky, man. And, and, and the, uh, uh, the camps are, the camps are deeply rooted, you know? Yeah. And the camps demonize you if you disagree with them. Mm -hmm. I will say though. That was my belly. That was impressive, bro. I was, I heard that from all the way over here with my headphones on. My belly grumble. (laughs) Um, I, I watched this video. 
And this guy was like telling the story about when he, he was a kid with his dad and they were driving through the country and their car broke down. And these people just helped him out. What was that? Oh, did you flag the grumble? Yeah. Oh, man, don't flag the grumble. No, that's actually because I want to see if I can hear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, don't don't take away the grumble. Something about that. Um, <laughs> it's fucking weird I just said that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it was like um, this, these people in this, this town helped him and his dad out. It was a Sunday. Like, they kind of came together, and the mechanic fucking called the guy at the parts store, and he opened up the parts store to get a part for him, and they fixed their fucking car on a Sunday when they were trying to get home, and, and it was late at night, and they were hungry, and the restaurants were open, so someone invited him into their house for dinner, and he's like, that's who people are. Like, that's what real people are. You know, and it's like, I, I don't disagree with that statement, but you have to be in their face. Mm-hmm. You have to be in their town and experience those people to see the good that they are. You got to get beyond the social media and you got to get beyond like the, uh, um, the camps, you know, because at the end of the day, we are all human. And I really believe that we do want to help one another, you know, but it's so easy to get, to get, uh, um, like numb yeah, to, to like other humans needs and, 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 and pains and, uh, uh, troubles. Yeah. You know, when we're not talking and seeing each other face to face and and experiencing what someone else's life is, you know. Yeah, I think it's just it's too easy to get caught up in the talking points of whatever side of an issue you face and then you just block out everything else and just live your talking points. Yeah. Like you just you live to argue your talking points and not see beyond anything other than that if yeah that make, if that makes sense it does it does make sense it makes total sense it's um it was uh I, I read this thing this weekend obviously yesterday was the anniversary of 9-11 yep. 20 years and it's like 20 years ago was the last time when when the 300 million people then that live in this country came together for yeah they could see one another's equality and for the same cause because we were fighting the same enemy yep you know it was like fucking that's what it takes right you know but it's it's like it was a tragedy that was on epic proportions and 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 everybody saw it unfolding there wasn't i don't know i'm sure there were people amish people and shit that didn't know what was happening but but like with with this coronavirus thing, it was like this slow creep. And there was enough time for people to get out there and try to debunk it and get weird information about it and to try to push the narrative around. People can make money on it. So if there's money to be made on it, then, you know, there's obviously there's 9-11 conspiracy theories, you know, yeah. on, on what caused it and how it all happened. But it was like it was so right now, it was so real, it was happening at that very minute and it was instant tragedy where this coronavirus is unfolding over such a great period of time and it affects so many people in different ways some people it doesn't affect at all some people it kills them you know it's like it's this weird difference mm-hmm. um but it's like uh what was it like do you remember what it was like before 9-11 like what life was like was it like uh uh um so Bush was in office, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, 
like nothing was really going on. It wasn't too crazy. Like the biggest scandal so. before that was like Monica Lewinsky. Right. Yeah, I feel like it was chill. I I was younger, so I was in seventh grade, so I'm not I don't fully remember yeah, honestly before that. Um But yeah, man, it's like what was the important thing going on? I'm pretty sure Bush was at an elementary school reading a book to kids. Yeah. Yeah, he's reading a story at some elementary school. Yeah. I was in home ec class learning to sew or some shit like that. Yeah. I, what was it like? What, what happened? Like, do you remember like the breakdown of that day? Like, I don't remember the after part. I remember I was in home ec or whatever the cl- class was called. And I don't remember specifically what we were doing sewing or some crap. Was in seventh grade. And I just remember our teacher was like kind of frantic because she had, she was frantic. They brought in a TV. They let her play the TV. Um, she explained what was going on. And then she was frantic and she was on, they let her have her cell phone. I think she, she had a cell phone because her kid was traveling to DC. Oh, really? Yeah. And so she didn't know. He was okay, and so I I remember the, a lot of the time was her like trying to stay calm, but at the same time really worried about her kid. Mm-hmm. And then she found out he was okay, and he wasn't on any of those planes. And then I don't remember if we got sent home the rest of the day. I I really don't remember. Like I remember that vividly, and then that's kind of what I remember. So they had the news on. You could did you see yeah. like the the smoke coming out of the World yeah. Trade Center? Yeah. Um, did you see like on the television? Do you remember seeing like when they fell? Nope. No. I I'm. I'm. Yeah, I remember they had it. I'm pretty sure they had a TV in there and they had it on. And I don't remember if it got shut off after. Like I didn't see the second plane hit or anything like that. It wasn't that like okay instant. Uh, how much time was between the first plane and second plane? It wasn't a it tremendous wasn't a amount of time. No. It was enough that, I mean, it was that the news crews were talking about the first one. Yeah. And then they watched the second one happen. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So. Yeah, I was working at R.R. Donnelly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like, I don't know. You were in seventh grade. Um, Trying to think of how old I was. It was 2001. 20 years ago, it would have put me at 23 years old. Um. I was in the, in the break room and uh, sitting there eating a honey bun, drinking my Mountain Dew. And uh, and all of a sudden, everybody starts fucking chatting and mm-hmm. talking and talking. And and then uh, there, was a, uh, there was a TV on somewhere. Like one of the offices or something had a TV in it. And so the supervisors and stuff were in there watching the TV. And so then I figured out where it was. I watched a little bit. And then, then they shut the whole printing plant down they did yeah they shut everything down and they said here's the deal this is what's going on like it's pretty fucking serious if you want to go home you can you know and it's like um i think like people that didn't want to go home they didn't they just kept working you know people wanted to go home went home and be with their families and watch what was going on watch it unfold i don't remember what i did after that either i think i think i called my wife yeah you know, on my Nokia little cell phone. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was like, it, 
I didn't even, I don't even really think I understood the impact. Right. Like it, it was like, first off, we didn't really know what was going on. Like we just knew a plane hit the world trade center. We didn't know it was, it was an attack, mm-hmm. you know? Um, then when the second one hit the trade center, it's like, oh, okay, it's something fucked up here, yep. you know? Uh, but it was like, even then it's like, the news is like, we don't know what's going on. Right. You know, it's like, what? We didn't even know what it meant. And then of course, you know, once we figured out what was going on, it was like, uh, uh, well then everyone wanted to go to war. Yeah. You know, it was like, we're going to wipe these fuckers off the face of the earth. Yeah. You know? And it was like, uh, uh, the onion put out this fucking thing and it's like uh September 11, 2001, the last time the entire United States joined in bloodlust to 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 disintegrate, you know, uh a vile enemy or something like that and it was like uh um and that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't care who you were, you wanted those people to pay. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, there, I, there's, I don't think I, well, back then I there wasn't a single person I talked to that wasn't like, let's fucking go get them. Yeah. You know? I had some older friends who joined the military because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, uh, very unifying. Yeah. Um, in tragedy. I listened to this, this podcast about flight 93. It went down in that, 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 uh, field that was headed towards the white house. Yeah. I, I was scrolling through Facebook and I think I saw the transcript of the guy who must have been talking to someone. The black box thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um this this guy who was a reporter saw they said ninety three went down in this field and uh his dad called him and said, I think that's our field. And that they own this property. Mm. And so he went out there, um and sure as shit, like it went through a bunch of people's properties. Yeah. But uh, um, they were like, he's like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, of course, the, the you know, the government came in, shut it all down and was collecting all the data. And, and like, it was his property and, like, the, the locals were all there. And so they were all, like, helping to, like, find all the pieces, you know, and, and like, uh, um, clean up the plane and, and, and like, dissect the the process and you know um and then like after they cleaned it all up and and it's like all these people that had family on that flight kept like making pilgrimages to this mm-hmm. place and the guy's like what are we gonna do with this like this will like we can't make this a, a field anymore right. you know it's it's way more than that um so then they, uh, like, they're like, okay, well, we need to make it a memorial. Right. You know, so then they, like, all these people sold the property to create this memorial. And, and it was like, uh, uh, they went back there this year um, and re- recorded this podcast. And uh, they were walking through, and he's like, he's like, uh, pieces of the fucking plane still fall out of the trees sometimes yeah he's like they went through the whole fucking thing with a fine tooth comb and it's like but there's still like pieces of the plane in the trees and he's like he's walking along and he looked you can hear him talking and there's this 10 inch piece of metal 
that's all charred and shit came from this plane that was like hanging in a tree for 20 years and it fell out, you know? Mm. And it's just like, um, I didn't think about it this way at the time when it happened, but it was like the people that, that like took down the fucking plane, took down the terrorists. Mm -hmm. Like that, that, that plane they said was headed for the white house. Yeah. Like, uh, how many lives did they save? You know, how did they save a, a fucking like semi collapse of our government? If that, fucking thing hit the white house and and wiped out half of congress or whatever Mm -hmm. whoever was in there you know um i feel like had the plane gotten closer the military would have had to make a choice right you know which is a fucking impossible choice to make right it's like it's like do you save the white house or do you save the people on this plane because you're gonna have to shoot it down i think like the sad truth is I think they would have realized that the plane's going down regardless. Well, absolutely. Like, yeah, the hard choices they would have shut it down. Yeah. The it's a Now um, the president wasn't there. No. Right here. No, so, he wasn't. He was in school. Because Yeah, I'm what I don't know what the the because it was Trade Center, Trade Center, Pentagon field. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So had it hit though, had that plane hit the White House, like the uh, uh, hitting the Trade Center and the Pentagon was a fucking clear message. Hitting the White House would have been another fucking level, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it, what kind of uh, detriment would it have been had that plane actually made it to the White House, yeah. you know, and and fucking wiped it out. Hit it, it explodes, fucking White House is in rubble. It's like, how would that have affected our psyche? You know, the the mindset of the people. Um, there would have been all the people inside the White House that died too. Mm-hmm. And people that outside the White House that was tourists. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just don't know. You just, you, Obviously, we don't know, but it's... Um, the people that were on that plane, and I guess it was like, it was a weird situation with that plane because it got delayed. Mm. Um, it was a delayed flight and, and, and that's where like a lot of people ended up on that flight that maybe weren't supposed to be on that flight because they had to take another flight cause there was a delayed flight. And so there was like, there was only like 40 people on the whole plane, 40 or 50 people where normally there's way more people. Right. 140. Yeah. There was 140 on the plane? No, like, isn't oh, there normally 140 yeah. people or something like that? Yeah, because I, I, I thought, yeah, in the podcast, they said it was like 40 or 50 people. So it was like, and I and I wonder, like, because there was that few people, did that make them feel more emboldened? Right. Because this, like, there's, like, if there was 140 people and it was full of kids and all this shit, would people have felt the same way, you know? It's a, um, yeah, I just can't imagine, can't imagine what that feels like to be in that situation where it's like, you know, you're going to die because they, because it was interesting. They say they were getting phone calls from the plane. So back in the day when you could call Mm -hmm. when you were on the plane, um, they were talking to people. And so people on the plane with their phones knew what was happening on the ground. 
they knew the trade center had been hit. They knew, yeah. and well, they and I think that's the transcript I read. It was a guy, one of the the guys who was like leading the charge on taking this plane back over, was on the phone. It was that transcript. Call. Oh, okay. And he was like walking the lady on the phone, what was going on, and kind of what their plan was. It was like, yeah, we're. Was it like his wife or something? Uh, it might have been. I didn't read that into it. Um, but it was like, yeah, they prayed together, and he's like, the flight attendant's boiling water so we can throw it on them. Mm. And it was, yeah. Yeah, so so they knew they knew they had to make a choice. Yeah, they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was... so with that (laughs) let's uh let's take take a little how about take a take a little piss break yeah it's probably appropriate come back and maybe uh lighten the lighten the the tone a bit lighten the tone a little bit all right everybody we'll be right back we'll see you later in a little bit Yeah, it's it's important. Like, if you're gonna have a truck and you want a truck, there's got to be the reason to have a yeah. truck. Yeah, man, we've covered this. It's it's light use. It fits my needs. I know it's not not real manly, but it fits my needs. It's 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 manlier than it used to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we need to put a poll because we get such good. We get such such good such good fucking feedback from feedback people. Feedback on our polls. The word feedback was is was failing me. Um, to say, does Kyle need the Ridgeline? Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> does Kyle need to to buy the minivan, trade the two cars in, or sell them and get himself a Ridgeline? Yeah, like a a new Ridgeline, not the old one. Yeah, not new the old style. One. Yeah, the Can't new the style with style. the with the flat bed rail for sure. You know, um. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that Kyle needs a ridgeline. You know, the more I talk about it, the weaker I feel as far as being able to say no. It's, uh, I think it'll, what I need to do is I need to go drive one. I need to make sure the car seats fit how I think they fit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then after that, assuming it does what I think it's going to do, then I'm going to be really sold. Is the financing an issue at all? No. Like, like so, so that's not even like if you look at the numbers, it's not going to sway you one way or the other. Well, that that that's the deciding factor, really. Is well, that's, that's if what, we want to have a car payment or not, right? If you want to take on the debt, yeah, is uh, really what it boils down to. Because we so so we've been doing this little debt free life here. We paid Sam's car off like three years early. I think that was last April. So we we haven't had like a car payment. We haven't had really any payments other than like your typical mortgage and bills for mm-hmm. like a year and a half. Yeah. And it's really nice. Because you can save money. Yeah, you can save money, which is what we've been able to do, which is why I can um, get the van. Get the van and not really worry. So the question is, is it, what are you saving the money for? Yeah, I know. That's see, that's what I'm thinking because I was you, saving the money so I get a vehicle. Right, you're saving it for this day. Yeah. So if you get the van and the van's paid for, and you sell the other two cars, 
then the money went to where it was supposed to go. Yeah. It the hard part is is that if a ridge line's forty grand. Yeah. If I'm ten short, is ten fi- is financing ten. Do you finance ten or do you sell one car, save up for another year till you have the ten in cash and then sell the other one and then yeah, I yeah. guess it just depends on how your gut feels when you're looking at it. If, oh, if it, but my gut gets jiggly, and I get all bouncy. <laughs> We're going to fix that at the gym, bro. I know. I know we are. Um, yeah, uh, to everybody listening, we just came back from our little break, and it was a quick transition into break because I know how those breaks go. It's like, oh, we're going to take a piss, and we're back. Yep. Uh, we, we transitioned from a pretty heavy, deep sub- subject conversation to we're talking about trucks again. Um we yeah, are because just, I'm excited about I, I it. I want to recognize that though. It's yeah, just like for sure. I, I'm sure that wasn't an, an easy transition when when someone's listening to this, they can be like, "Whoa." Yeah, in in a 2 second flip. Yeah. We're, so, we're we don't have words to express you know the sadness and at the same time the gratefulness for those first responders and those who made those tough decisions, but yeah. Yeah, it, we're I think that like uh, uh, people like that allow us to sit here and talk about whether we want a Honda Ridgeline or not. Yep. <laughs> so so uh, much appreciation goes out to to everybody that was put in that situation uh, um, and had to make tough decisions uh, and uh, and made those decisions that you know give us what we have today. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening and still listening and you got through that hard shit and we flipped over to the Ridgeline pickup truck talk. Thank you. Appreciate you. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for hanging in there with yeah, us. We're going to, we're going to, yeah. yeah. We're going to lighten the load a little bit. Lighten it a lot here. Bro. Okay. So two weekends ago when you were in Seattle, uh, and I knew we weren't podcasting, I went to a golf driving range down in Madison. Yeah. It was so fun. By tents. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that place. So it was, it was, uh, it was just going to be Dylan who was on this podcast. My one brother-in-law and I, I'm like, fuck it, man. Let's see what my dad's doing, and let's mm-hmm. see what our other brother-in-law, Jeremy, are doing. So it was the four of us. We all went down together. We had two lanes or whatever, mm-hmm. and we are just fucking popping balls, and then we went to the lunch afterwards. It was a great time. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Did you guys do the ball tracking thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, especially if like, you get competitive about it. Right. Did anybody throw out their back? Huh? No, I don't think so. Oh. My dad, I think, was a little sore afterwards or the next day. Start- I was feeling good, man. Yeah, were you hitting them? I was. I was. I I had the longest drive. I'm just gonna say. Oh, hey, what was the longest drive? I, don't know, I was like 260. Nice, bro. 260 is a solid drive. Yeah, it was intense. It was good. It was intense too. I bet because it you was like, like watching. Oh, fuck, it. that looked good. And I went straight. It didn't hook right three miles. <laughs> <laughs> Driving ranges are fun, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, so it was. It was a good time, and that was the first time I'd swung clubs, like two years. Mm. So. I went to a driving range with Bailey while we were in Seattle. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you want to go hit some balls? I'm like, yeah. yeah I do, man. <laughs> so we're sitting there trying to figure out what we're going to do because we're all in that situation where we don't know what yeah. to do. And uh, um, we're like, okay, well, we could go to the park, toss football around a little bit because there was a football at the house we had. It's like, well, just fuck around. It's like, oh, we could just go hit some golf, ball, golf balls. I'm like, let's do that. Let's go to the range. Fuck it. So... Bailey, we had to go back to his house and uh, uh, check out his apartment for the first time. Okay, and and it was <laughs> he's like, All right, I'm gonna call Philip, which is Michael's son. Yeah, there. so he's out there too. Yeah, he's out there too. He's like, I'm gonna call him up and I'm gonna let him know we're coming home, so we can like 
tidy shit up a little bit. <laughs> He's like, because it's a little rough. I'm like, all right, whatever, it's your apartment, you know. So we go in, and it's like, it wasn't bad. There's like, the kitchen table is just covered in magic cards, you know. like they're, Okay, they're, they're big into magic. Or, yeah, they like magic and shit. Um, and, uh, and so then, like, I poke my head into this bedroom. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, Bailey. And he's like, that's not my room. It's like, that's Philip's room. I'm like, oh, okay. And and he told me later on, he goes, I'm actually a little offended that you thought that was my room because our room's a fucking disaster. And I'm like, I know, I'm just saying, like, your room used to be a disaster when you were a teenager. He's yeah. like, I know, but I've grown up, Dad. I'm like, I just, just I'm sorry, okay? So anyway, he's he went and bought himself a driver just so he could go to this little range. Just a driver. That's all he's got. Nice. Well, it's, it's interesting. The range that we went to, they give you they give you clubs to hit. They're like oh. they're like from St. Vinny's. Okay. But there's anything from a nine iron to a three iron. Nice. They're, they don't have any woods or drivers, sure. but they have all the other irons. It's like you know you could see the sticker on it from Goodwill, two bucks. Yeah. You know whatever, yeah. but it's like you can go hit it's clubs. Yeah. yeah. So it's like seven bucks for a bucket of balls. And uh, so we grabbed a couple buckets of balls, and my dad and I and my son, Bailey, my son, Dylan, um, and Eli and his girlfriend all went, and we hit some golf balls. The funny part is, like, I've been to Seattle before, and I've been to the area where we were, and and so we started driving to this park. And I'm like, the fuck? I didn't know there was a driving range at this park. Like, I've been through this park before, and we pull up. And we pull up to the soccer field, and there's these dudes out there playing soccer. I'm like, we're not fucking hitting golf balls <laughs> in the soccer field. And, and and I'm like, what are we doing? He's like, we're going to play football, man. It's like, oh, okay. So we go to throw oh. the football around. My dad is like, I want to say he's got to be 65-ish, 63, right around there. But he doesn't get around real yeah. great, you know. And we're playing 500. Oof. I know. And so, and my dad's like, I'll play. I'm like. Really? really? And he's like, yeah, I'll get in there. So then once the first ball fucking sails, he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he like bags away and he's like, all right. And so um, I had it in my head and it happens every time I play 500, somebody gets a jammed finger. Oh, sure. Always. And it just happened to be Dylan. And I felt so fucking bad for him because like he went like we're running for a ball and he reaches up and he goes to grab it. Yeah. And it and it's like, oh, you know, you hold you see him holding his hand, it's like, oh, it's a jam finger. And he and and he's like he's like, I think I can keep going. And he I'm like, just don't. Cause if you hit it again, yeah, it's gonna be fuck, it's gonna bother you for like weeks. Yep. And so he just kind of set off to the side and we played some five hundred and I felt bad for him because like a jam finger sucks, mm-hmm. you know. It's like it started to turn purple, you Oof. know. So then we went to the driving range. You can't swing a club, yeah. but uh, the driving range, they had the nets, but there was a sign that says, "If you hit it over net, it's a five hundred dollar fine." Oh fuck! Instantly, it's like, Jesus Christ, make your nets taller. Yeah, you know. But uh, um, it was like my nephew and his girlfriend. She'd never hit golf golf balls before, and she was like. Fucking popping them off fifty yards straight. How bam, far was bam, the net bam. then? The net, the the straight out. The net was like two sixty was the farthest corner. Okay. Most of it was like two forty, two fifty. But I mean, it was tall, but it was like the sides. It was a narrow range. Sure. And so it's like you so they're know, more concerned with the sides. If you crack a, like a like a seven iron really hard yeah. to the, to one side, you could probably pop it over the net. Yeah. 
you know, and so I think that's what the people would do it on purpose, oh. you know, so it's like they would like you have to threaten people. Um, but it was, uh, uh, yeah, just going to driving range is fun. Yeah, it really is. There's a winery here in town right next to the golf course. You can go up there, you can grab a beer, a glass of wine, and you carry your clubs right down to the driving range. You can get your token at the winery. Okay. Yeah, and then Stephanie and did it uh, probably about a month ago. It was super fun. See, I've never been to that local driving range. Yeah, it's it's like, it's pretty chill. They got all the markers out there, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, and it's it, a golf course driving yeah. range, right? Like Vitens, so I've never been to Vitens either. I've driven by it a lot, but I never knew what it was. Because every time I drove by, I'm like, oh, it looks like a shitty old mini golf place. How's that place in business? Right. Because that's what you see from the highway. Mm-hmm. And then we go in, it's like a really nice building. And then the whole back was just different layers of driving ranges and we're we're in this little fucking cabana with couches and we got fucking drinks coming and shit like that i'm like fuck yeah this is this is it it's the shit man it's the shit and then when it's cold out they got they heaters. got heaters in there yeah yeah you can go hit balls in the cold yeah i, I always wonder what they did when it snowed though like they, they gotta like you can't you probably when it's actively snowing and yeah, no one shows up right yeah but like if it snows a foot how many fucking golf balls are you going to put out there in the that's snow? That's true. Yeah, you can't pick them up. That's true. You know, but people go and hit in the, in the winter. Yeah. I know that I've seen it. I've done it. You know, we've been out there in the heaters. You got to dress a little warmer, though, because it's still outside. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I, I wonder if there's a cutoff day. Yeah. Because I don't, I wasn't there when it was super cold. So what'd you do? Did you guys order some some service to your little cabana? And yeah, I had a couple buckets of beers show up. Nice. And, uh, they got like the different size bucket of balls you can get, so we just got mm-hmm. four of the biggest ones you can get. I think we were out there for like two and a half hours. It's a good way to to hang with dudes yeah. and, and family. Yeah, it's like everybody can just like smash balls. Yep, you know, pretty much. And it's like you can you can suck or you can be good, and it doesn't matter because it's just fun. Yeah, you know. Watch some guy, the head of his fucking driver went flying about 40 yards. Really? So he asked, he was like slowly walking out there, seeing who was all hitting, and he was trying to go find his fucking driver head. Oh, so that's dangerous. I, it is, but I'm sure that driver head cost him like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe. I've, I've, I've done that once on a golf course. I blew the head off of a driver, yeah. but it was a cheap junk. So I think on like expensive drivers, they actually have like set screws. Yeah. Like, so you can switch the driver head out from, like, your shaft. Oh, I've never seen that. I've seen It's this. like people like certain shafts for different driver heads, and so. Oh. I've seen the ones um, where you can set the weights. Yeah. There's, there's different weights. You can put a toe-weighted or heel-weighted. Um, you can change the weight on where it sits in the driver. Oh, sure. Um, I've never seen them. I've personally never seen them where the head actually comes off the yeah. driver. Yeah. That's That's something I have not witnessed, but. It's because uh, um, people will buy people like are fans of specific shafts. Yeah, they want a more flexible shaft or a stiffer yep, shaft or a certain brand shaft, and then they want a certain brand head. And yeah. really, mm. that's for the man. I don't got that kind of club. Club. I got no. the I got the starter set from you know Dick Sporting Goods for two hundred bucks. Hey, it it most of the time that's all you really need. Yeah. Well, and I so I was using my dad's old clubs. And they're like, uh, you know, they're old when the head of your driver is just that steel mm-hmm. colored, and it's like half the size, if not a third of the size, of what a modern driver is, mm-hmm. and it still weighs like twice as much. Yeah, yeah. But his bag was falling apart, and uh, I had never, 
we had a donor. We had to go golfing with a donor. And uh, and I had never had to do that before. I'm like, there's no way I'm showing up. <laughs> well, initially, I was like, I don't mind the clubs. Like, I'll use the clubs, but I need a new bag because the bag is just trash and it yeah. looks trashy. Falling apart, flaking off and yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm showing up with this. So I went to go find just a bag and they couldn't, I, they didn't have a bag. And then the bags, what? the bags they did have in stock were like 150 bucks. Oh, like a Nike or a Titleist yeah. bag or I'm something. Like, yeah. Dude, you got starter sets that come in a box right there for 200, 250. Yep. So I just got a whole new set of clubs. There you go. And they're modern. Yeah. They're you modern. Know, they have that, uh, cavity back irons yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I, they're nice. I was given a set of clubs that had persimmon heads which is the wood. Oh, yeah. And uh, I tried to play with those ones. And it was like uh, um, they had different names. Like a uh, one was like a niblick. <laughs> it was like, and it's like, a, and then the putter was like, maybe the putter was a niblick. Something like that. They had different names back in the day. Um, and it was like, you can still hit it. Yeah. You know, but it was like super hard. Right. Way, way harder to hit. It goes to show like back in the day, the shit they played with and how well they played. Yeah. Super impressive. You know, like they were bombing at 260 no. yards. I think a modern club does a lot of the work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the thing with sports, like the equipment changes and the, and the, like the preparation changes and the courses and the they change but it, it like it doesn't make it any easier because everybody changes with it at sure. the same time so like technology gets better but like the comp- the same, yeah yeah the competition stays the same yeah you know so um but yeah it was like there's a you've have you heard that uh, uh robin williams on golf Mm-mm. oh my fucking god it's the greatest he tells a story about the invention of golf and it is fucking awesome and he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, oh, you'll fucking take the stick and you fucking swing it like a goddamn windmill. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we'll fucking call it a stroke because that's what it'll feel like after you fucking swung the club so many times. You'll want to have a fucking stroke. And it's just like, I can't do Robin Williams, but it's fucking funny. It's hilarious. If you listen nice. to it. It's, I will. It's good stuff. Uh, football season started. Yeah. Are you are you watching any football this year? Haven't yet. Well, it's only been one game. Well, I haven't watched it. <laughs> are you going to? Are you going to watch Packers play? Any of that? Uh, probably. Yeah. You say that with disdain in your voice. Yeah, man. It was. So I didn't watch any. Th- I only watched one game last year, and it was the game that the Packers lost in the playoffs. Was that under protest or? or? No, that was just. I had other shit to do, and I didn't care. Okay. And I don't know what flicked, what switch flicked, because I usually really care. Um, mm. But I just didn't, absolutely didn't have a care in the world how the Packers did, how the Badgers did, how sports did. There was a weird fucking thing happening around the country. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of nice at the same time. Yeah, because it's less to think about. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, how are the Packers doing? Want to put the Badger game on? Put, it's like, nah, just going to do my life. I'm just going to, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a priority and it was nice not being a priority. So I think this year I'll probably watch more, but I still don't think I'm going to make it a priority. Mm. I think, you know, if I'm in the car and I want to put the radio on to listen to it, cool. Yeah. If, you know, I'm home and I casually want to have it on in the background, cool. But I'm certainly not going to sit down and watch. 
Have you ever been to a game? Yeah. A Badger game? Yeah. What was it like for you? It was good. It was, uh, I mean, I haven't gone probably in, since Sam and I got married, I bet. So it's been like nine years mm-hmm. um, in person. But no, it was fun. It was, you know, we knew a bunch of people there. We sat, we watched the game. We were kind of close. We did the jump around. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like, for me anyway, like I've been having, I've been drawn to uh, want to go to a Badger game again this year. Yeah. I haven't been in many years either. But it's like, watching it on TV is like, eh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like not that big of a deal to watch it on TV. It's more about the experience you yeah. have with it. I was going to say, I feel like when we went, like, honestly, the game itself is forgettable unless you go with a really good opponent and it's mm-hmm. a good game. It's more so, like, the jump around experience and the fans, like, singing their songs experience mm-hmm. and then the pregame experience. Yeah. Tailgating. Like, I re- like yeah, like, I remember more going through different freaking little fenced off areas and drinking beer and eating brats and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like, I think for me anyway, right now I'm so much more drawn to having experiences. Yeah. You know, after last year's bullshit of like no experiences, it was like, it was like, it made everything like less valuable experiencing it from through a screen. Yeah. You know, um, I'll probably still see, I, I think I'm that way too. Um, and I, I apologize, I just cut That's you okay. off. But like we were just talking about the ridge line. I've said this many times, like I got rid of a lot of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And the stuff I have, I want to be what I want and I want it to be good. Yep. And I'm kind of taking the mentality on that truck too. It's like, yeah. I have one car. It might as well be a fucking car that I want or a yeah. truck that I want because I don't have anything else. <laughs> well, you, I think as we age, we learn the value of, of a of a of a good experience. Yeah. Like we, we like when we're young, it's like, well, fuck I got up my whole life. Right. I'll do everything. Right. You have to fucking feed me all the experiences I could possibly have. And even the shitty ones, because it's like, why not? You know, but then over, over the years, I know for me, especially it's like, yeah, if I'm going to do it, I want it to be good. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm, uh, I want it to feel good. You know, there's gotta be a purpose behind it. Not just for the fuck of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, so, but with having less things, I think I'm going, my point was going to uh, more experiences, right? Yeah. yeah. Live. Yes. More experiences, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, there's the, you're experiencing it for the value it offers. Yeah. Like, uh, um, the m- memorableness, like there, there's like, yeah, yeah it, offer, it offers actual value. Right. You know, if like you drove around a shitty truck. Just so you could say you had a truck, the value isn't in it. You know, it's like right. it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, it just feels like, yeah. Yeah. So are you leaning towards a new experience other than a Badger game? Mm, well, I'm. yeah, I mean, uh, going to do the tattoo thing, yep. so that's a new experience. Um, I want to go to the Badger game. It, I guess... I guess what I what I'm leaning towards right now, what I feel myself leaning towards is just like being more open to to doing like some you know, a little more stretches, a little more difficult things. Sure. Um uh and I you know me, I've always been open to to do 
you know, difficult things. Like when we fucking sold our shit to move to California yeah, right. and we took all, like, I'm always open to, I, I was always open to do those things before, but it was, um, it was, it was like a little bit different and I, I don't know really how to define it really other than it's like, those were kind of like, uh, um, throwing it to the wind, you know, and saying like, whatever happens, happens, you know, and it's, it's like more YOLO. More YOLO, yeah. Um, and now it's like more conscious decision making yeah. around, like uh, it's like I have intent. Yeah, you it's know? intentional. Yeah, it's in, it's intentional. That's my word today, by the way. Intentional is your word. I like the word. It's a great word. Um, got a, living intentionally. Yeah, it's kind of like um, so interesting situation. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we talked about this. I'm sure we have. I don't know if I talked about it on here, but. So Stephanie, um, we had talked for a long time, like one of our kind of goals is like to be able to um, really enjoy Wisconsin and all of its great weather, spring, summer, fall, and then spend a little bit of our time in the winter someplace warm, California mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, it'd be really cool. It's like you take, take a break from the shitty mm -hmm. February in Wisconsin um, to go enjoy some good weather, be around good people and, you know, all that. Um, and Stephanie is, uh, she's, she's like, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking like, maybe I want to spend like a month or two, maybe working out West in California or something, maybe doing some photography gigs out there. And, uh, it's like, okay, cool. You know? Um, and, uh, and she's like, well, do you want to do that too? And it's like, not really. It's like, I'd like to go out and visit. Mm. spend a little time a couple weeks maybe and I, and i didn't really like when i really sat and thought about it it's like like this is where i'm supposed to be sure you know and i, I don't know what it is like i can't say because before it was always like yeah let's fucking do it whatever let's roll you know and now it's just like mm. and maybe i'm getting older and i'm being more intentional and like i have these uh kind of these specific i ideas and 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 goals that i want to achieve and 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 in a uh, a place i want to be yeah and uh um and i don't think i'll get there if i'm going out to california for a couple months to crack yeah. in the winter time maybe i will i don't know maybe but it's like it's uh um <clears throat> like for me i'm, I'm less yellowing it sure yeah <clears throat> and i just unless you get established i like just hearing that and but i'm on non-social person like i feel like that would just be a lot of pressure and anxiety to give yourself two months to make a living somewhere mm. you know what i mean versus if you took a two to three week vacation that you saved up for or you paid for right where you can relax and actually enjoy it like if you're just trying to ma yeah. make it live essentially for a few months like that just seems a lot of anxiety in my personal mind yeah i she's I know like her process, like she's going out in November for a week. She's going to check it out and put some feelers out there to see how it goes. Yeah. You know, so, um, she's certainly not like throwing it to the wind and saying whatever for, for two months. Um, but it, I, I feel what you're saying where it's like, I, and I think I kind of feel the same Does way. Does it take the sexiness out of living in California? Well, see, for that's two the thing. Months. When I lived there, um, it was, uh, uh, it was really difficult. Yeah. You know, and it took, it kind of took some of the sexiness out of living in California yeah. for me. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, 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 and to each person their own, like if that's what you want to do, great. Mm -hmm. But 
yeah, me personally too, I just feel like I'd love to go to California. I'd love to go to California with nothing to do for a week or two and then not, yeah, maybe that's yeah. where maybe that's where I'm at with it. You yeah. know, thank you for that because like, you know, part of that is it's just like when I think of going to California, it's like I think about hanging out. Yeah. Chilling, going to the beach, yep. spending time with my bud, like uh um like getting on one of the little fucking bird scooter things and going to a coffee shop and just chilling. Yeah. You know, swimming, yeah. hanging out, no no pressure, no stress, no no thinking about having to work. You know, because I work really hard all summer long. Yeah. You know, sure. so it's like the goal for me and my mindset around that before when I would, when I said I'd like to spend a month in California is a month of just chilling. Right. You know, a month right. of going someplace and not stressing about having to work. Yeah. You know, and then I also realized like if I'm, if I'm down for like two weeks and I'm not doing anything, I get like, I got to do something. Sure. You know, I know I get that way. And it's just like. So if I'm doing something for two weeks and I start to get comfortable, then it's like I get, oh, yeah, you know, I, I want to go. Are you, are you uh, maybe it's too personal, I don't know. Are you planning on doing stuff this winter, like side work, like handyman stuff again? Some. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So I've, I've noticed, though, as, as the, the, the successfulness of my landscaping season increases, the pressure for wintertime for me to be super busy decreases. Oh, sure. And I love it. I like I'm about ready to take the handyman off of my landscape shirts. Yeah, well, if you my can logo. do it, do it. You know, you know, it's like if I can spend my winter just taking on a handful of jobs, right? To make sure my my basics are all taken care of in the winter, and and what I've saved throughout the the year gets yep. me through the winter. That would that's kind of like I'm, I feel that. Yeah, you know, like that's my little vacation. You know, and then if I want to go to L.A. for a week or two, super. Right. Let's do it. You know. But, but I still feel like there's a groundedness for that for me that I think I I'm requiring at this point in my life that comes with um, being here. Mm -hmm. You know, there's it comes with uh, my home, and it not specifically the house I'm in, but kind of um, you know my my routines, my my people, my yeah. people are fucking huge in my life. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, and, and it's just like, and and I operate more cleanly mentally and emotionally when I have these grounded things, you know, and I realize that. And I think all the time I spent running around and doing all the, the traveling and all that stuff, I realized like I need some of that groundedness in my life in order for me to function well in, in all of my life. Yeah. You know, well, it's so, like grounded or even just stability maybe is the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's intentional. It's intentional. I like the word intentional. Um, nice, man. With that, let's uh, intentionally um, wrap this up. Yeah, you got it, my friend. Thanks for a long time. I know. It's good. It's hey, good thanks, everyone, for being patient. I can't tell you if there's going to be another podcast for a week or two. We'll find out. We don't know. You can s sit at the edge of your seats and refresh your phone. <laughs> Just keep hitting refresh keep hitting refresh maybe it'll pop right. up one of these times yeah all right have a great week everyone much love thanks yeah. for listening peace everybody bye bye bye